Ladies and gentlemen. Knock, knock. Who's there? Go fuck your face. For this is Fred the Only Productions podcast. Ah. <laughs> wow. Straight into it. Yes. Straight into it. Courtesy straight, of... Straight in. Straight in like a Winchester. Yes. Like, like, a, like a soldier boy. <laughs> and he's telling him. <laughs> he's telling Sam what for. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. Oh, gosh. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it. If you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Boring conversation anyway. Hello. 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 I'm Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantarmaju. And I want to cut, cut everything and just go straight into Loki. Please, let's just go straight into Loki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and you are now a podcast called Fred. Yes. yes, experiencing it through the medium of everything that we hold dear. And we're going to be talking quick because we need to get into Loki. <laughs> now, now look who's excited to talk about well, it. Wow, I love it. Tables I, have turned. I love, <laughs> I'm loving the enthusiasm. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Let's just get right to it. Thanks for joining us. Um, weekly watchings. Fulia, my dearest, yes. darling Fulia. What have you been watching? Uh, so this week, um, I tried to watch a few episodes of uh, One Piece because I've been missing watching a little bit of anime. So I'm like, I'm going to watch a few of those. So I watched some of that. Um, I'm around in the episode 40 something now. Um, still season one. <laughs> You're way past me. I'm like 20 something. Yeah. Still a fair way away. Um, and I also watched, um, the other Wes Anderson Netflix short poison, which was literally 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was exactly the same style as the Henry Sugar short film. Mm-hmm. Um, different story. And it had Benedict Cumberbatch, Ben Kingsley, and oh, I keep forgetting his name. What's his name? Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Boss no. From Brain. Brain fart. Brain fart. This is not good for podcasting. <laughs> What's, what was he in? What was he in? He I was in the have. other... He was in the other one too. Hi, yeah. T-Crad. Oh, Dev Patel. Dev Patel. Dev Patel. Oh, Dev Patel. Dev Patel. Bloody hell. Bloody hell, Dev Patel. Dev Copperfield. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yes. Um, nice. And then, and, oh, and Ralph, Ralph Fiennes plays Roald Dahl as well. So he's uh-huh, in that too. Cool. Yeah. Isn't it Wraith? Uh, Wraith? Wraith. Wraith Fiennes. I don't know. He, it's a weird pronunciation. Yes. Ralph. <laughs> so um yeah ralph does a little bit of the narrating so you know you, you see him pop up a couple of times but most of the time in poison dev patel is the one narrating even though he's also a character in the story oh. hmm. um which is really interesting and this particular story is literally about um harry played by benny Cumberbatch, who is unfortunate to be lying in bed and apparently there's supposed to be he's he, apparently there's a there's a snake where like under him 
There's like, and he can't move, and it's a very venomous snake. And mm. he, if he moves or anything, it's gonna bite him, and it'll, and he's, and the, and the venom will kill him. So he right. has to stay as still as possible. Dev Patel plays a character called Woods, who's not only narrating but also being part of the story. And he's, it's just so, it's just like so weird. <laughs> And his character's so weird and it's trying to help him, but he can't because he you know, Harry's trying to be quiet and so not to wake up the snake and all that sort of stuff and, and Woods is just trying to be like helpful in whatever way he could and then he's like, I'm gonna go call the doctor. He calls a doctor who's played by Ben Kings Ben Kingsley. <laughs> and then he finds out what kind of snake this is. He's like, I'll be there in a minute and then cut to he's already there and <laughs> It's like just the way that everything's like set up and because it was also, I'm pretty sure they would have done this particular, this particular film in like a weekend. This would have been like a weekend film to be honest (laughs) for 15 minutes worth of movie. Um, It was actually done really well. Exactly the same sort of the way in terms of its aesthetics and its shooting style Exactly the same as the Henry Sugar story, mm-hmm. um, just a lot shorter. Uh, and man, it was it was really good. And then it just the story just I don't just really ends abruptly, and so you don't know what happens next. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just really ends without any kind of like proper ending to it. I don't know if it's because of the way that Roald Dahl wrote the story, maybe. That might have been why. But mm. uh, it's just really strange the way it ends. <laughs> <laughs> kind of makes you want more of it, I think. Oh, um, we've been yeah. wanting more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Definitely worth the watch. It's literally 15 minutes. Like, just get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good watch. Nice. Um. And the last thing I'll mention, and I watched this last night at the time of recording, recording, I watched a Japanese film on Netflix called Call Me Chihiro, or in Japanese, Chihiro-san. Um, and it's a very, uh, it's just like, very. it's a very interesting story. Um, and let me, let me see if I can find, like, because I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain it properly. So I'd rather read a proper like description or synopsis for it. Um, uh, Chihiro works at a small beachside bento shop uh, and becomes a popular figure in the city. Now, Chihiro is um, used to be, before she started working at this bento shop, used to be a sex worker. And so... A lot of people that have been coming to the shop to buy the bento know her because of that, and then most of them are male. And so, but she's being really nice and sincere, and she's doing, you know, the best kind of customer service you'd expect. Um, mm. At a st- like, it's it's like a little stand, like outside, and and all these guys are there. They they talk to her and all that sort of stuff, but it's not like they're hitting on her or anything. Uh, but she also knows how to stand her own ground. She's very confident with herself. So her personality, you can really see how confident she is. Like she's very, she exudes it, you know? Mm. Um, but it's, she's not putting forth, like the way that she looks, you wouldn't even think that she was a sex worker in any 
sense of the word. Just the way that she presents herself and the way that she speaks and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it's just a, a, a story that essentially just shows what kind of person she is and the people that she's surrounded by. And then there's the, there's like, she comes across a, a young kid um, who doesn't like he who behaves really rotten the way that he speaks and all that sort of stuff. So it's obviously he's not being raised very well. And then you find out why later on. Um, so she, Chihiro sort of takes him under her wing a little bit to sort of help him with his studies at school and try to make him, um, like try to teach him better ways of speaking and behaving in front of elders and all that sort of stuff. And then there's also um, a couple of other characters like the um, like one of her friends who is who is also a um, a sex worker as well and but they kind of they kind of have like a good camaraderie where they they talk to each other and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's an, a, a high school student who kind of admires her from a distance to start off with. She's like taking photos, which to me kind of seems a bit stalkery, but uh, <laughs> for a young girl to take photos of someone else, um, like in the park and all that sort of stuff, whenever she's walking by, um, and then finds out that Chihiro knew that she was being followed by her. So they kind of have this like little conversation where they, you know, meet and they, they talk and all that sort of stuff. So it's a really interesting story. Um, there's not too much drama that goes on and but it's a really nice sort of story to just about this person you know um and it's it was just really interesting and my um and i was recommended to watch this by um my japanese um classmates so i go to japanese school and my classmate my classmates were like you should really watch um, Chihiro-san, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll have that on my on my watch list, and now I can actually go and talk to them about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's a really it's a really beautiful, beautifully shot um, movie, and yeah, there's just and I watched it in its original um, Japanese um, Japanese voice. Oh, great. There's no dub to this. It's live action. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a live action film. Um, English so, yeah. sub. Yeah. No, with yeah. English sub. Yeah, yeah. Um, although it only had English uh, closed captioning, so it had even like the other bits that didn't need to be. The like, descriptive. The, the descriptive yeah. stuff. Yeah. I didn't really Wind need it, pounds. but I'm like, it was the only option I had for English subtitles. So I'm like, oh, I'll just go with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, um, it was a really good story and I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's about two-ish hours. Yeah, about two hours, 11 minutes um, in terms of duration. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know whether either of you would like it. Maybe maybe Kendall might enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It sounds, it sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if I've done a very good job of describing it, but it's, um, it is really lovely. Um, no, it is not nice. a lot. Yeah. Not not a lot happens in terms of like if you're looking for action or anything like that, you're not gonna get that in this particular film. It's very it's just very aesthetically pleasing. It's it's chill sort of vibes and it's yeah, yeah it's it's good. It's more How like d- Japanese uh, Japanese cinema. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. How do I how do I, how do you spell it 
for so you? it's ca- ca- in english it's call me chihiro uh, it'll, it'll it. come up yeah, yeah. Call, call me chihiro yeah nice yeah. okay yeah all right maybe it's definitely I'll, maybe worth I'll checking check it out oh, yeah. thank you yeah yeah nice and then we can get you into some japanese horror no yeah. <laughs> ringu 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 grudge <laughs> The grudge. Ring, ring, Ringo, Ringo means apple. How is that a horror movie? Oh, well, it's 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 spelled R I N G U. Oh, Ringu. Ringu. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. No, all right. I have yeah. no idea what that is then. <laughs> well, oh, you'll know. You'll, you'll yeah. Know. <laughs> they say if you watch a you watch a tape, seven days Video later tape. you die. <laughs> mm, yeah, I'm not gonna be watching that then. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's on DVD, so it'll be fine. Yeah. No, you're safe. You're safe. (laughs) You're safe. Cool. Thanks for sharing, Fulia. That's Um, right. That's awesome. Um, Michael, what about you? What have you been watching? Uh, Nothing. Just Loki. (laughs) (laughs) Skip pop culture. (laughs) Oh yeah, let's all skip it. Um, Yeah, um, I haven't really been watching much because I've been uh, knee deep in some uh, theatre work. But what I have seen and what I've have been doing. uh i've recently bought uh, for the family mostly but for myself and my eldest daughter um we uh got uh, super mario wanda <laughs> and they've been uh, been collabing with, with my with my daughter and uh and, and my it's wife really was there as well she 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 was going is like what is this this is crazy why is it going so fast <laughs> <laughs> i'm so used to like original like nintendo um super super mario 3 is probably the last thing that she's played it's like yeah it's sort of similar yeah. um <laughs> a lot more power-ups and there is uh side jumping <laughs> there's wall mm. jumping as well mm. uh, and you get to be a you get to be a, an elephant too elephant mario <laughs> yeah <laughs> sucking all the water and spread on seeds do yeah. some gardening yeah yeah you have to collect wonder seeds and then the wonder flower makes everything look really nuts yeah good you go on acid trips <laughs> yeah pretty much as you can see <laughs> see behind me it's so good. It is so good. Yeah, so been having fun with that. Um, but I uh, also been watching Rick and Morty as well. Um, I didn't watch the first one uh, from last week, but I watched it, and yeah, I I can tell the voice change. But having said that, it, the first one was fine, I guess. Um, I, I'm yeah, I'm still still not sure about about the um. The intervention with uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a bit of fun. Yeah, 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 and 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 yeah, and and um, having uh, uh, Hugh Jackman playing himself is is strange, <laughs> uh, especially when he's saying, "Oh, my my marriage is great." I know. Yeah, this is, this was recorded like a, a a while back. A little while Oof. ago, I know, I know. Oof. 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 <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but the the new one is it's uh, I I quite, actually quite like this one. Uh, it it de- delves into the actual like Rick and Morty sort of style of science fiction that they have. Nice. Um, not going to spoil it because none uh, none of you two has seen it. Um, uh, especially Fulia, 
You should get on it. It's really good. Um, <laughs> uh, in this one, they sort of do a a body swap episode, but with some. <laughs> it's a body swap episode, but but with added stuff. So I just leave it at that. Okay, so, nice. Not gonna, not gonna say who. Love okay. love a good body swap. Yeah. But it's very, very interesting body swap because they they changed it. They changed it up a bit. It's not just mine goes into another one. It's 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 more. It's more, and 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 they have fun with it, and it's and it's good. And it's a very good character piece for the people who were involved. Yes. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, I've, I'm all caught up with a uh, uh, Gen V. That's going good, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I suppose it's fine. It's a nice little adventure, like with a different part of the boys' universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I assume this the elements in this is going to affect what happens in the boys in the new boys season. Apparently, out, yeah. yeah. Which I understandable because it's. It's dealing with stuff that will affect soups, so um, and possibly the entire world. Very mm. possibly, very possibly. Mm. Yeah, so that so that's a bit of fun, and um, yeah, having sex with a muppet—it's weird. <laughs> that was a stretch, even for me. I was yeah, like, I was going, come on, man. <laughs> It's like, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Mm. Mm. It's all in his head, but... But, but fuck. But I did Why? enjoy the absolutely uh, Muppet mutilation. The, the pre- yeah, the previous week, yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. That was fun. And then, and then they fall into real life and you see the aftermath. It's like, yeah, oh. that's the stuff. That's the stuff that's cool. Yeah. Mm. It's just... Just piles of dead bodies on the floor. <laughs> and entrails and Yeah. Guy getting ripped off. Yeah, it's um, fun. guy ripping a guy's arm off and folding it in half and shoving it down his throat. Yeah. Um But it's, it's fun for yeah, you should see it. Yeah, it's a Muppet show. <laughs> yeah, it's Muppets. It's, yeah, it's Muppets. not happening. And red glitter. <laughs> Yeah, red glitter. Oh, There's no, no blood. There's no blood. It's red oh, glitter. No. It's red it's glitter. Fine. Yeah. Red glitter. <laughs> it's all in the mind, you see. No, it's all in the mind, no. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's basically it. Um, last cool. week tonight is back, so that's ah, pr- sweet. Pr- pretty good. Because uh, riders are back. And yes, yeah. they are. Yeah, in a big bad way. And the actors are still in the fight, and we're here in Solidarity. 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 Yes. So yes. What about you, Kendall? What have you been watching? Yes. Well, I will jump off the the Gen V. Um, I watched. Yeah, I watched that. Um, yeah. Um, our boy, our soldier boy. Made a cameo appearance. Jensen Ackles um, was in a <laughs> in a sequence in this episode for just like two minutes before he died. It was great. Um, basically, Aww. they were just for context, Fulia. They were uh, they were our characters were inside someone's head, like pulled into Jumanji their, style. 
Jumanji style, like pulled into their memories. So, um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, he was a figment of that person's like, you know, imagination uh, like, sort yeah. of thing. So he exists in that sense. So that's who he was. And right, yeah, he, okay. he ends up, he ends up getting blown up um, in a very well, amusing way. Right. He's like just about to tell them how to get out and what to avoid. And then he gets splattered. And, and so then he gets splattered. Isn't that always the way they're about to give you the most <laughs> vital information and then <laughs> dead. And then boom. <laughs> yep. They mostly just do it in this cause it's funny. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So they can, they can do that, but yeah, it's very. It was very funny. It was so good yeah. to see Jensen as a soldier boy again. Um, just yeah, as someone's <laughs> sexual awakening. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Never thought I'd ever hear Jensen Ackles say the, some of the things he said. Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but really? Is that someone is that what send women me want? that scene? <laughs> oh, I've got it. I can send it to you. Okay. Yeah. I can I can send it to you and you can watch it after the show. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was fun. It was but yeah, it's um a good it was a good episode. Um but yeah, similar similar thoughts to you, Mike. Then I'm like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's going in a way that's, you know, building the world and um expanding on things and yeah, they've said that um that it's gonna connect to the next season of the boys, so um so that's you know, there are gonna be some pretty serious ramifications uh yeah. by so the looks of things. Yeah, so it's required viewing if you're watching the boys. Yeah, definitely will be required viewing. Um, yeah, so yeah, so but so it's good. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, but um, I think there's a couple episodes left now of that, so we'll see how it all comes together. Um, let's see what else have I watched. Well, speaking of TV shows, um, I. Um, didn't watch any Doctor Who this week. Sorry, everyone. Uh, <laughs> oh, neither did I. No, no time, no time. No time. I, I had no time. And it's spooky season, so I decided to start watching The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. Mm. Yeah, Mike Flanagan's new Netflix horror series based on the works of Edgar Allan Poe. Um, and I'm three, sep- three episodes into the eight-episode run, and um, we're off to the races in a big bad way it's sweet it's really good it's really good but like and and like super gory like like not overkill gory but when they hit you with the gore they really go ham like at the end of episode two wow i've never i think i've ever seen anything so gruesome like in and, and just to the point where i was watching it happen I'm not going to tell you what, Mike, because I'm sure you're going to watch it. But yeah. when I when I was watching it happen, I was like having a moment of just, oh god, like what does oh, it have? What, what does it have involve? Oh, shall I say? Do you want it to? Do you want me to spoil? Oh, not really spoil. Just say. Or just just say, just say how they die. Yeah. What? What implement? Or... Oh, well, the implement, I'll just say, uh, is acidic. Oh. Mm. Yep. Melty. And that's all. That is, yeah, melty. Yes, <laughs> yes that's all I'm going to say. And wow. Um, but apart, <laughs> apart from that, I... <laughs> apart from that, um, like, I still really enjoy it. And it's, it's, you know, it's really great to see, um, you know, so many familiar faces. There are so many... Uh, actors from all of his stuff in this. Like, every single person in this main cast, with the exception of Mark Hamill and Mary McDonnell and Bruce Greenwood, I think. Oh, no, I think he has been in something else of theirs before. 
his before. But like, oh yeah, I think he was in Gerald's game. Um, but anyway, like everybody has been in something. Like even they have some of the kids from the Midnight Club in this, um, which I thought was really great because I really liked that show and I think it was a bit underrated because um, it's not coming back for a second season. But um, but yeah, so it's nice to see him, you know, doing that. And, and of course, as we've talked about on the show, Mark Hamill's going to go on and do his next project with Tom Hiddleston, which is that Stephen King um life of something or other i've forgotten the name of it but anyway um nice yeah Jude, i think yeah something something like that mm. um but yeah but yeah it's really really good it's awesome it literally is like we, we did the trailer on trailer park and it's yeah it's very much succession as a horror like it's you know this r- rich as balls family um and you know the reaping the repercussions of of things that happened long ago and um i don't know if the mystery sort of behind the reason for everything will be solved or whatever, but I'm loving watching it play out. Um, it's yeah, it's really cool and it's so well made and the music and the aesthetics and the costuming and the design on everything. It's yeah, it's, you know, Mike, you love Mike Flanagan stuff. You'll love this as well. Like I, I have no doubt. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing it and seeing, seeing how it goes. It's, it's fucking awesome. Um, and then, yeah. And then I saw two movies. I went to the cinemas twice this week. Um, last week I went to see the closing night of the Italian film festival in Melbourne. Um, at the Asta, I saw uh, a film called Il Postino or the postman, um, which is a pretty famous Italian movie, uh, from the nineties. Um, basically it's just set on this like very isolated island in like the fifties. Um, and it's about the famous poet writer, Pablo Neruda. Um, he's an exile, um, for his beliefs. Uh, he's a communist, communist basically. Um, he gets exiled from Chile where he's from and he, you know, finds refuge in, in Italy on this island. And, um, basically they need a postman they need someone to deliver his mail because he gets so much mail because he's like so famous um and uh like he's a yeah he's a romantic romantic poet um and yeah and so this our main character he gets the job of of delivering the mail and then the two of them form this beautiful bond um and and you know he teaches him metaphor and how to write poetry and 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 it's so funny like it, I laughed my ass off. It was hysterical. Um, just super endearing and really sweet. And like, if you if you want a feel good time, I would highly recommend watching it. Like, it's just a lovely, beautiful story. Um, doesn't have a altogether happy ending. It's a little bit bittersweet, but um, for the most part, uh, yeah, it's it's it'll make you feel all warm and fuzzy and and have a good laugh. So I would recommend people check out the Postman. Um, yeah, it was quite good. And then, and then today, right before recording, um, I took myself to the movies and saw Blue Beetle. Um, yeah, I watched, I watched Blue Beetle. So, um, yeah, it's fine. Like it's good. It's good. Like it's, it's nothing. It doesn't break the mold. There's nothing to write home about. It's, it's, you know, it's a pretty stock standard, uh, superhero movie. What makes it worth watching is the is the the family the Reyes family at the core of the story? Fulia, I think you would really enjoy this movie. Like I know you have been f- funny on DC stuff. This mm. is one. This is one that you will really like. Um, it's all okay. about family. 
Yeah, like the especially because I mean George Lopez is in it. I don't know if that helps to sell it for you. He's he's quite funny. I think I don't know if you're into him, but um, but he's yeah, alright. He, yeah, <laughs> he's in it. He plays he plays this uncle figure who's sort of like a like the government is watching us and blah 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 and sort of which you know ends mm. up coming into the plot and there's this very sweet <laughs> there's this very sweet uh, nana that's you know has a has a kind of a revolutionary past that gets revealed in the movie and that's quite funny and you know he and his and his sister's very funny like the whole family like it's a good vibe so it's kind of like but if you want to compare it to other things like if i'm trying to sell it it's kind of it's it's iron man crossed with spider-man like tom holland's spider-man um and with a tiny smidge of black panther like it's this sort of they've pulled from all these sort of different things to kind of make it their own thing and um it's it's sort of your typical origin story but there's certain things in there that they do a little bit different that i really liked um but it's yeah but it's not it's not fucking mind-blowing or anything like it's it's a nice it's a nice watch like if you're not i don't think you'll be disappointed like it apart from just you know just go in just wanting to have a good time and you'll i trust that you'll enjoy it um yeah my only criticism apart from the some of this you know tropes being done to death sort of by this point is um susan sarandon plays the villain in this um and she's you know she's just villainous uh uh corporate woman you know she's basically obadiah stain but doesn't get into a suit she has someone do that for her um and yeah and she's uh she's she's a she's a bit one note there's not really a lot to her. She's, yeah, there's not really a lot of depth or anything. She's very kind of, you know, mwahaha, twirly mustache twirly. Yeah, she's a little like that. And so I was like, ah, oh, you, can, you can do better. She can do better than that. But um, the the other plus side is that um, Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows is in it um, as well. Yeah. So I, when I saw him pop up, I was like, oh, yes, amazing. Um, and yeah, he doesn't get to do much. He plays a scientist guy working for the bad guys, but, you know, he's actually a, a decent human. Um, so um, oh, I'm glad he wasn't one of those, uh, you know, villainous bad people. But, um, but yeah, he can, and he kind of came good in the end, sort of. So, yeah, um, no, so it's good. It's worth a, it's worth a look. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's pretty fun. And um, Jolo Maraduena, who plays... Um, uh, Blue Beetle himself, I, he did a really good job. Um, like he's, yeah, like I've only, obviously we've only ever seen him in Cobra Kai, but um, to see him be given this opportunity to play a superhero in a, you know, lead role in this kind of a movie on this kind of a stage, uh, he nailed it as far as I'm concerned. So, um, and they definitely set up a, a sequel, if not a continuation. So, and I think James Gunn has said we're going to see Blue Beetle again. So I, I for one, am looking forward to that. So nice to have a good superhero movie. So it is, so it is part of the universe. Of uh, the universe. It's <laughs> apparently, apparently it's yeah. Ooh, it, apparently it's it's yeah. Apparently it's kind of both, but it's yeah. I don't know. It's 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 all very bizarre. But but I'm yeah. Skewing <laughs> that line, trying but to as, not yeah. anything. No, but as it stands, you can watch this movie on its own. Like there are no, it doesn't connect to anything pre-existing DCEU. Mm. Like you, you don't have to watch Justice League or The Flash or you know any of that 
to get this movie. It's kind of like Shazam in that way, where you can just kind of come in, be in this world, know that it's part of a bigger one, but you don't need to worry about that stuff. No. Um, and just have a good time. So. Oh, so it's just like its own story. It really is. It doesn't connect to anything. Okay. Yeah, it does not connect to anything. So, yeah, you can just... Yeah, so you can... That's why I... Yeah, again, why I think you'll enjoy it for you because you don't need to know any of the Snyder stuff at all. Like, it's... Okay. Yeah, it's it's fun, standalone, good superhero movie. Aquaman 2, on the other hand... Aquaman 2 will be another story. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> sorry, don't you, don't you mean Aquaman the Dark World? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, that's enough for shame. me. I'm a big fan of James Wan. But I know, I love James Wan. And you know what's so stupid? I saw an article, I can't remember where I saw it. It was on Instagram or somewhere. but like they And they referred to him not by name, but as the director of Aquaman 2. And I was like, it's James Wan, guys. <laughs> He's pretty established. I don't understand why we're not calling him director. by his name. No real means. <laughs> Stupid. He, he co-created Saw. He did. Mm. He sure did. And Insidious and all of, yeah, he's a master storyteller. Anyway, yeah. um, that's it from me. That's the weekly watchings. Let's get in and quickly through the week that was in the Nerdy News. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Okay. Nerdy news time. Um, We've got a couple of things to talk about, starting with the news this week that uh, Michael Caine has announced his official retirement um, from film and television um he is 90 years old ladies and gentlemen um it's amazing that he's still with us and uh you know able to you know work to this point in his life and still you know and then to be given the option to retire like he doesn't have to work till he's dead sort of thing um so i'm really glad that he's now gonna you know live the remainder of his life in, you know, the way he wants to. As sad as it is to see him hang his hat up, because, you know, I mean, it goes without saying that he's one of the most iconic British actors of, you know, multiple generations. I mean, the guy's been performing for over 60 years now. Um, you know, and to us, of course, he's, uh, you know, not only is he Scrooge, I think mm. I can speak for us when I say he's our, he's our Ebenezer Scrooge, because um, that's where I first saw him anyway. But, um, but of course, you know, uh, his work with Christopher Nolan, um, you know, has is just, you know, wonderful and has been a great way for him to not only to stay relevant, but to, you know, be more than just an older actor. Like, you know, his Alfred was so good um, and, you know, all of his other performances and in Interstellar and... Um, the prestige and you know um, just yeah he's just he's just got such a presence and he always has and um, yeah so it's he's you know his filmography is going to stand the test of time Um, so yeah it's 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 sad but it's but hey it's you know what a bloody career Um, speaking of bloody he he said 
I am bloody 90 now and I can't walk properly and all that. I saw I sort of am retired already, which is uh, something he said not too long ago. Um, but yeah, regarding his announcement, he said, I keep saying I'm going to retire. Well, I am now. I figured I've had a picture where I've played the lead and it's got incredible reviews. The only parts I'm likely to get now are old men. And I thought, well, I might as well leave with all this. What have I got to do to beat this? Um, so I think he might be referring to his, um, his last film, uh, The Great Escaper, um, which I saw the trailer for last week, actually. Uh, it looks really good based on a true story. Um, he plays this um, World War II veteran um, who returns to uh, France, I believe, for, uh, I think, V-Day, D-Day, one of those days, celebrations, commemorating you know, the, you know, the events of the war and, um, like he meets some actual like Germans that he would have fought against at, on this beach and it looks really moving. Um, and apparently it's, yeah, it's getting good reviews. So what a, what a way to, to bow out, I think. Um, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Good for him. And we will miss his incredible presence on the screen, but you know, it's why we, re- we rewatch stuff. Um, that's for sure. So Yeah. Um, Fulia, how are you? How are you feeling about Michael Caine announcing his uh, his retirement? Um, well, you know, it is it is sad to to find out that he is no longer going to be on our screens anymore. But I feel like uh, he's had you know one hell of a career. So, and the fact that he's able to come to the point where he can say that, yep, I think I'm done now. This is where I'm going to pull the plug in terms of his acting career. And um, he's done such a great job with everything that he's done. And he's like, the fact that he is saying that he's going to retire now at the age of 90 (laughs) says a lot. Yes. Uh, he must really have enjoyed the work that he's been able to do in, you know, in his past and the, and just looking at his, like his filmography of just how many movies and TV shows and whatever, mostly film that he's been in is insane. And not, not only in like regular live action stuff, also voice acting in cartoon movies as well. Um, which has been really cool. He's been in Nomeo and Juliet, which is which was you know good fun. Okay. Um, and Cars two as well. Um, and for me, I'd say apart from um, Muppets Christmas Carol, uh, he's also been in Inception, and that's one of my absolute favorite movies. Um, and yeah, just like he doesn't have a big role in that, but it's still good. And then also the fact that he's also in The Kingsman, like the Secret mm. Service, mm-hmm. which was also a good fun, uh, good action movie. I really love that film. Um, yeah, it just... Man, he is absolutely an amazing actor. And yeah, we're going to miss him on the screens. But you know what? He, you know, it's fine. We, a lot of people will be will easily go back and watch, yeah. you know, through a lot of his films if they really miss him that much. I'm sure that I'll get around to a point where I'll be like, oh, I kind of want to watch something else. And sometimes I'll watch a movie and then all of a sudden, oh, that's Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> and it just pops up. So yeah. you, you sometimes you don't even realize that he's in the film until you see him. 
So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I kind of like that when I watch movies that you know all of a sudden, you know, yeah. you 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 like you see an actor, you're like, oh, I know you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, he's 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 had a great run and i think yeah. whatever is whatever time he's got left on this on this earth it, it's he's deserved of a break now <laughs> yeah 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 100% 100% um michael what do you what do you make of michael kane's retirement mm. it's time for you to rest king you've done enough yeah. and such a good yeah such a prolific actor and he's He's been in so so much and so many different things as well. He's mm. he he hasn't really done like much uh, franchise stuff. Like no, being apart from Batman, like, I guess. But. For, yeah, Batman. But he's he's like a prolific. He's been more prolific than that. That like he was Austin Powers' dad. Yeah, uh, and, <laughs> and like uh, Mike Myers, just he he wanted Michael Caine to pl- play his dad because. Yeah, it, um, Austin Powers is like a James Bond ripoff, but he he mostly ha- had the look of Michael Caine in in his in his movies during the sixties and seventies, mm. um, and yeah, uh, yeah, Scrooge as well, um, and 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 with um, uh, Muppets Christmas Carol as well as Mupp- Muppets Treasure Island. Um, I really like those movies because the main star being Michael Caine and and um, and uh, and Jim um, Jim Curry. Tim, Tim Curry. Tim yeah, Jim Curry. Tim Curry. Um, uh, the way that people need to act with the Muppets is either the way that Michael Caine does, completely straight. You're actually talking to an actual other other actor in the role mm, mm-hmm. or you'd be like you'd be like uh, Tim Curry and you're already like a Muppet yourself so you play at their level <laughs> and that's what's sort of missing with the Muppets as well like with the newer stuff it's like yeah you can tell people are like reacting to oh this is a Muppet so I need I, I need to go what, what's going on this is this is weird this is, no you need to act like like straight like my yeah. favorite scene in um, Muppets Mayhem is uh, when Animal is having the uh, job interview, and the uh, and the interviewer is Ben Swartz, and and he <laughs> plays it he plays it at the same level as 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 a Muppet where they're bouncing off each other and and it works, and and that's. It, and it's and it doesn't work with the main main people that are actually in that, so that's a mm. shame. Uh, but back to Michael Caine. Uh, yeah, everyone's got a Michael Caine impression, and it, it, he's he's that sort of an actor. It's like everyone knows the Michael Caine voice, even though he does admit it's like no one sounds like me. They, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that doesn't sound like me. It's like hello, I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna blow the bloody doors off. And, and, <laughs> Italian job, it's always good. Yeah, day. and yeah, and with um uh and Steve Guggen and and Noel, the other guy in the in the trip, it's like the biggest scene uh, from that that everyone knows is them doing the Michael Caine off. 
Yeah. Where, where they're competing with Michael Caine, McCain impressions. And it's so great. And then there's sort of a, I think it was at the BAFTAs, they sort of do a sort of a recreation. And, and that, and <laughs> behind them, behind a program is Michael Caine, who says, What are you doing? <laughs> Doesn't sound anything like me. <laughs> yeah. So he will be missed, uh, unfortunately, with his work. But um, yeah, enjoy your retirement, sir. You deserve yeah. it. Yep, 100%. 100%, yes. Mm. Alrighty, let's shuffle on to some more news. Um, exciting stuff for, for Mike and myself because, uh, speaking of Gen V, it's been renewed for a second season. Um, yay, but yay. when is it going to come out? Who knows? We'll have, Who to wait knows? For the right, have to wait for the actor's strike. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, really great news. This this show hasn't even finished airing its first season, and um, Amazon has already given the green light for for a second go around, um, which is just really awesome to see. Because yeah, I, I feel like yeah, people, not just us here on this podcast, but you know, I think generally people have responded quite well to the show. Um, which is really, really good. You know, I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I am. Uh, so, you know, testament to the, um, to the writing team and Eric Kripke and, you know, um, all the people behind the show making it look, um, and feel like it belongs in the world of the boys, um, like so seamlessly. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to see how the season one story is going to end and where it's going to go. Um, you know, because, you know, as before, we said that, you know, season one of this is going to lead into season four of The Boys. Um, and then season four of The Boys is going to lead into season two of Gen V now. So um, they're just going to keep going back and forth. So I imagine, depending on when the actor strike ends, which who the fuck knows now at this point. Um, <laughs> they go uh, back, they go back uh, this week. Uh, in, for, for, for more talks. Negotiations, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just every week, it's just new new meetings, new meetings, and we cross our fingers and we get nowhere. Um, but yes, but yeah, once obviously that's over, then yeah, The Boys Season 4, if, you know, that'll be filmed. I don't know how far along filming in that was before the strike. No, I think um, that's finished. So You think do, it's finished? Okay. Doing uh, post-production now. Post-production. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, but, yeah, then obviously, yeah, season two of Gen V will need to kick off. Um, so I imagine we're probably going to get boys for next year and then probably the year after that um, we'll get we'll get Gen V season two. But, yeah, it's it's great. I'm, I can't wait to see where it goes and hopefully it just gets better and better. Um, mm. You know, there's a lot of potential um, for this show. So, um, it's going to be really cool. And then, you know, crossovers, like in terms of, you know, we've had cameos from characters from the boys. So, you know, maybe we'll see some of the Gen Vs maybe pop up in there. I don't know, depending, we'll see, but, um, but yeah, it's good stuff. Mm. Um, Michael, your thoughts on, on Gen V getting a second season? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it is becoming, uh, quite popular. Um, it's also um, going for the bit of a younger demographic mm. um, being set in a university or or college, as they tend to say. Uh, mm. God AU, <laughs> calling it God. Um, yeah, the dynamic is great. And yeah, it's probably going to have a lot more uh, cross-pollination uh, when it comes to their storytelling. So, mm, 
is to be seen if it uh, what happens in this does affect in in the boys or else they would um i don't know may, maybe just mention it's like oh this something happened so now now we can start from here and yeah so when one show is being made the other show is being released and vice versa it's cool mm. my boys my boy boy this my boy my boy my boy my boy my boy mark bernardo killing star lord no. <laughs> what's his name shit Ah, I'm blanking on the name of the main villain in the boys. Homelander. Homelander. There. Stop. Same thing. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, who did I tell recently that... um, Somebody I told recently that uh, Anthony Starr was in Auntie Donna's TV show, and they were like, oh, really? Yeah. Um, Mark Bernardo kills him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was fucking. That was fantastic. I need to rewatch that. I really like that show. Yeah. That was fun. that was that was a good time. The funny bit is Mark Mark hasn't watched the boys from that point, <laughs> so he doesn't. So he didn't. Un- he didn't sort of understand. It's like, oh, I'm killing Homelander. Because <laughs> 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 Anthony she- Starr's a, a Kiwi, so so yes. they sort, sort of knew each other maybe in passing and all that so mm. like, oh yeah you you did a thing and also they um they they know jack quaid as well which is cool yeah yeah <laughs> with his little bit he doesn't say anything <laughs> but it but they're playing um soccer in in the 1920s sort of garb and it's like yeah yeah very pi- very pythonesque yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was great. Yeah, anyway. they should if they if they ever did if they ever did a second season of that they should get Carl Urban on just to you know get the get the three. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, possibly. Um, possibly. Yeah. Alrighty, let's go to our third and final news item now. Um, this is pretty cool. Um, Netflix gave us uh, a closer look at um, our first look even at some of the characters um, of the Fire Nation from um, Avatar The Last Airbender, their live-action series. And I'm getting more excited for this show, you guys. I don't know how you're feeling looking at these photos. I I mean, I'll find out in a sec when I ask you. (laughs) Um, but, But for me, you know, someone who's recently watched the show in the last, you know, 12 months or so, um, yeah, it's really exciting to see these characters kind of coming to life and how at least for me um they look so close to the show like mm. the design and the detail especially fire lord ozai i was like fucking daniel K- day kim's rocking it like i'm in i'm i'm in on this um even like the the you know the actress playing azula looks like azula like to me <laughs> like i think they've they really cast really well um, but of course, I, th- I, I would have to say my favorite, um, out of all of the, the images was getting to see Uncle Iroh for the uh. first time. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god. And I didn't even know this is a thing. I don't know if you guys did or if we talked about it before, but my brain didn't retain the information if we had. But um, Paul Sun Hyung is going to be playing Uncle Iroh. Captain Carson Tabor is going to be <laughs> Uncle Iroh. I'm so happy right now. I am so on board and okay. And he looks so good. In I, He's going to fucking kill it. Oh, anyway. So oh, yeah. but basically these images are really helping to allay my fears for this show. Like, you know, because we've been, we've been hurt before. and But that was before I was even a fan of this series. But now having seen it, I have skin in this game. I care about <laughs> these characters and this story. And, you know, it needs... If you fuck this up, you fuck it up bad, man. And so far, they're on track. So we'll see if it holds. But um, I'm fucking excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> these these photos are amazing. So, um, Fulia, tell me how you're feeling about seeing seeing these characters for the first time. Oh man, this is gonna be so good. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you do a live action. Ugh. <laughs> I love I love seeing these characters actually coming to life. I'm I'm very hyped for this series. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, seeing the cast members in their costumes for the show, my gosh, does it look on point. Like, come yeah. on. I don't know. Um dude, like even even Zuko. Even yeah. the, the, the the person the, the actor playing Zuko, Dallas Liu, oh my goodness. It he just I don't know. Like <laughs> I just want to watch, start watching it like yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> like give it to me already. I'm I am <laughs> super, super hyped for this. It's gonna be amazing. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait. Um And the fact that yeah, it just the fact that we it's not like a one and done movie, it's it's a series and we get episodes and we get to see this for a little extra time and mm. let the story play out properly and ah uh, yep, yep. I am I am ready. Hand it over right now. <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I love I it. I don't even need. I don't need any more. I don't need any more photos of like set set photos or anything like that. I just want to start watching it now. Yeah. Because that's that's just giving me that's giving me spoilers already. Just looking at it, and I'm like, <laughs> I just want to see it now in action. Well, technically, you know the story, so. Well, I know the story, but still, like, it's. I don't know what it is. If, even though it's an adaptation, you know what it's going to be. You know where this story is going to lead. But when mm. you watch it, when it's remade a different way, mm. it still feels new for some yeah. reason. Yeah. It's not, so, so it's not, yeah, it's not a retelling. Well, it is a retelling, but it's, mm. it's an adaptation. So mm. it, it needs to be having like different things. It's like, oh, that's, that's an interesting way of doing it. Because... Yeah. I'm speaking now. <laughs> I've yes. Just, I just caught myself. Um, yeah, so because the orig original is like like targeted for kids, you can actually, with this one, you can update it to to deal with more of, I don't know, more adult issue sort, sort of stuff. Like, like yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. And probably get a... I'll, 
I don't know, probably chuck in a rewatch before before everything else because it looks really cool and yeah unexpectedly it's like oh this is an interesting why didn't i watch this the first time hmm. i was roughly the age for it actually no i'd stop yeah, we were we, we were in we were in high school yeah. I, I believe when this show came out so we were i mean at least for myself i was definitely too old like for a nickelodeon show at that point which yeah. is why I never watched it. But now it's like, oh, fuck, this is actually one of the best shows ever made. Like, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to, while you guys were talking, I was thinking, I'm like, there are, for me, there are two things I need to get right. Mm-hmm. Um, one is Upper. When we see Upper, how they do yes. him, how they translate him into live action, that's a lot is going to be riding on that. I think a lot of the budget is probably going to be going into making him look good. Um, so fingers crossed on that front. And the other thing they need to get right is Zuko. They need to get Zuko's storyline, his arc, his development, and his relationship with Uncle Iroh and the, you know, the the, the tortured family dynamics of, you know, mm. from, from Ozai and Azor. Like, Zuko needs to be successful. We need to buy into his story in this interpretation. Yeah. Otherwise, mm. it's the show's not going to work. Um, mm. I, I don't know how you guys feel, but that's kind of where I I am sitting. Yeah, yeah. like like um, yeah, I, I do I do like uh, agree with that. Like, I think because um, people love it so much, I I don't think they're probably going to drop the ball on that one. And yeah, there's some high expectations yeah, there for this. They're super high because mm. there's yeah. ridiculously. Yeah, so there's at least two generations of people like watched it for the first time people re uh, who missed it are watching it and now this is like a, a new generation like delving into a new adaptation for for a story mm. and and yeah and i'm going to cry when they do leaves from the vine yep mm. yep there yep there's going to be a lot of tears. Um. <laughs> I can imagine them actually. Yeah, I'll. Fuck. I'll leave it there. Because <laughs> in the cartoon, when he when he starts singing, and the picture is actually a a drawing of the person who uh, who was doing the voice. So. Yeah, I know. Maybe they'll do the same thing. God. But it's a God. live action. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so many feelings. I don't All envy right. Paul though. No. He's gonna get so fucking jacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Uncle Iroh is fucking built. He he does not fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like fucking um jk simmons during commissioner gordon for you know, no that, reason for no fucking reason <laughs> <laughs> still can't get over that Jeez. Oh. bless him <laughs> i recently had a bit of a uh a uh, jk simmons uh thing like a couple of days ago i was like i just want to listen to his voice like just, hmm. just listening to that man's voice, I would, 
I would happily be tortured by that man. <laughs> <laughs> One of my goals being yelled at by J.K. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking reckon. And you know what's great about this is that it's not really a tangent because he was in The Legend of Korra. So yeah. it all He's part of works. the family. He's part of the family, Tenzin. Full circle, uh, full circle. Full mm. circle. Mm. And on that fabulous note, let's end the nerdy news, shall we? Oh, wouldn't it be great if they do a live action uh, Legend of Korra and he plays the same character? <laughs> They won't do that. Um, <laughs> but but doing it right, though. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would love to see a live action of Legend of Korra. If this if this series is successful enough, keeps going. It might actually happen. Oh, mm. they will absolutely. Yeah. If this if they yeah. hit if they hit the mark if they nail this, yeah. absolutely, Fulia. Yeah. yeah, Netflix yeah. will be like, give me that money. Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. I like money. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need to find something after Stranger Things finishes. Yes, they do. They need to do like, Stranger Things. What do we? What do we need? Hoping this will be it. Yeah, that and yeah. One Piece, because One, One Piece, Piece was yeah. very popular. Very for, yeah. For a, yeah, One Piece was huge. Yeah, for, for the meme of the <laughs> um, Netflix uh, reimagining for a, for a, for an anime, it's it's like that's blown it out of the water. <laughs> yeah, intended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, s- I see what you did there. S E A. Boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I'm here till the end of the show, folks. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's let's move on. We've got um, one more segment to, to breeze through before we get to Loki. Um, <laughs> and now it is time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Yes, trailer park time. Let's get into it. Um... Starting with uh, a trailer for the upcoming uh, true story biopic sort of thing. Um, Prequel. Starring Adam Driver. Yeah. (laughs) Prequel. 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 Ferrari Um, versus Ford. Yeah. (laughs) Prequel to Ford versus Ferrari. Yes. Very much so. Um, Yes. This is just Ferrari. um, Where we get to see Adam Driver behind cars um i just had to put that out there it's driver cars anyway um <laughs> i thought you were gonna do a behind makeup as well oh well yeah i was gonna say it took me a moment to realize who it was before like i was like i swear that face looks familiar and then i was like is that adam driver <laughs> and then later on in the trailer it says adam um, driver adam i'm like driver. oh wow i picked it well done. <laughs> that was steve coogan this is this will be his second movie where he's playing an Italian. Correct. Yep, he's going is from he Gucci Italian? to Ferrari. Yeah. He's collecting Italians. Um. <laughs> maybe he's yes. becoming one. He's be, maybe he's becoming one. Maybe he has Italian ancestry that we are not aware of. Um, no, you know, yeah, maybe maybe on his mum's side. Um, but anyway, this trailer, yeah, it was fine. It was long. Um, showed a lot which is fine for a, you know a true story movie based on real events and real people you know you can you can show these things because you know people are coming to this movie especially because 
Ferrari is so iconic and so huge and with, you know, racing over the many, many years, it's like, you know, F1s and all of that is very popular. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people looking for ooh, 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 Easter eggs. And so it's, yeah, it's cool to see um, this trailer put together. And the fact that it's directed by Michael Mann, like, like what a fantastic pull um, for a director for this one. Um, so I'm keen to see what he does with this material um, and to learn about, you know, Enzo Ferrari, who I really know nothing about because in, in Ford versus Ferrari, he was definitely the, the antagonist of that story. Um, and uh, yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see his side of, you know, things and how he came up and how Ferrari became what it became. Thanks to him. Um, and, you know, his, his family story and clearly he's, you know, doesn't have a happy marriage or a happy family. Uh, cause we see him with two, two different women in this Penelope Cruz and Shailene Woodley. So there's all that drama going on. Um, and, and yeah, so I'm really, I'm really excited to learn, to learn about this kind of cornerstone of Italian, like, you know, history, like modern Italian history of just, you know, one of the greatest car manufacturers ever. Um, you know, so that's, it's, it's a, it's a culture too. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to, to watch this and to learn about it. Yeah. It looks, it looks very well made, very well put together. So, and Adam driver, I mean, come on, we'll just, we'll watch him read the phone book. We really will. And, and it'll be the best goddamn reading of the phone book you'll ever probably get. So bring it on. I can't wait for this. Uh, Fulia, how did this sit with you? Um, you know what? I'm actually kind of keen to see this. Mm. Nice. Uh, I'm not much of a rev head. I don't really go out of my way to watch any kind of like racing or I don't really follow any kind of racing or anything like that. However, I have worked at the Grand Prix, the Formula One Grand Prix for a little over a decade and seeing Ferrari being the most, one of the most popular franchises out there in racing is insane. The amount of fans there are um, is crazy. So I'd love to learn more about the history of, of Ferrari. And I don't really delve into any kind of like research in terms of like, you know, doing any Googling or, you know, finding out any kind of information. So I don't really, if I'm not really that, keen like or if i'm not really that interested in something um i probably won't go and research it out of my like out of my own in out of my own time but when it's made into this kind of film where it gives you an idea of what the history was about i'll watch it i'll definitely you know check it out um and yeah, I was just saying before we started talking about the trailer, just Adam Driver, just holy crap! That <laughs> the, the the makeup, the hair, and like the you know the thing that stood out the most when I was looking at that at his face was literally his some of the facial features that he has. You can actually see come through as mm. because it's him, mm-hmm. um, and I was like. I swear that's Adam Driver before they actually named him in the trailer. Um, So it was like one of those moments where I'm like, oh man, he looks so familiar. (laughs) 
They did a very good job on his makeup. Like, yeah. honestly, it looks so good. It's impressive. Um, almost un- unrecognizable. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Almost. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this trailer, um, it looks like it's been shot really well. Um, those crashes are going to be intense on a cinema screen scale. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of, you know, you know, very keen to, to see it all pan out in, in the actual film. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, definitely buying a ticket to this one. Nice, yeah. glad to hear yeah. it. Glad to yeah. hear it. That's awesome. Um, Mike, what about, what about you? You racing to see this? Nah, too busy. I'll drive my Mitsubishi to the cinema. <laughs> um, yeah, overall, it's a, it's very nicely cut. Um. Um, trailer and yeah it's a bit long but uh for i think it's for people who have no idea who this person is so so mm. but don't want to give too much away because it looks like it is going to be like a a family drama with the backdrop of being a historical um mm. yeah and adam driver is he's he's acting this is the acting he has pure unadulterated talent He's good. He is good. And originally not really an actor. He just turned actor. No. Yeah, that's right. There there you go. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, I don't know anything about cars and that, but this definitely looks really interesting. Like, you can just go go to it just just to watch um, the the drama play out for, like, either the... Um, family thing or or and yeah just crashes and burns and it's fun um and also this has been done by neon and we can mm. talk about them because they do things right with their actors and you can see oh, it on and you can see it on screen i feel like this is the first time i'm hearing about neon what else have they put out oh oh i'm gonna see if i can find a list yeah do yeah. that and i'll pan, pan and i'll pander out <laughs> um and also the release date as well because we'll, we'll we'll give them their dues, uh, dues, dues, dues. Um, yeah, and Penelope uh, uh, Cruz also. Cruise. Yeah, doesn't uh, doesn't look like her either. So they they're definitely like de- um, delving into the sort of character study as well, which is great. Um, and no and and no real. Um, no hubbubs about that. So yeah, I'll probably give mm. this a go as well. Uh, probably a double feature with um, Ford versus Ferrari as well. <laughs> I'll watch yeah. that, and then I'll watch Ford versus Ferrari and see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a double feature. So we need a trilogy. So what? What can we do? <laughs> <laughs> Something for Ford. Let's do. Oh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, yeah, probably okay, don't do. Well. Yeah, probably don't do a historical on Henry Ford. <laughs> yeah, probably probably don't do that. Cause, uh, yeah, because he's, he's very pro Hitler. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's, let's not go into that. Let's shall do it. We? Let's, let's do it. Let's let's no. Let's talk about Neon and the movies they make because um, goddamn, um, goddamn. there are there are some rippers. So. Uh, 
Basically, one of the most recent, most famous successes is the Best Picture winner, Parasite. Ah. Um, that is a that is a neon production. Um, Old Boy, uh, another classic, uh, the original Korean movie. Um, Worst Person in the World was another great foreign one they did. They've done a lot of foreign stuff. Um, they so Spencer with Kristen Stewart as well. That was produced by them. Um, I Tonya. Um, oh yeah. really? Yeah, I Tonya. Okay. Um, and Palm Springs. Andy Sandberg, that um, Groundhog Day one um, as yeah. well. They sort of have um, familiar f- uh, vibes to it. Yeah, they mostly just do really interesting indie stuff. Like, there's a bunch yeah. of other ones in here that I'm I'm recognizing that. Yeah, probably you guys may not know. They also do docos, like they did. They did Three Identical Strangers, which is a pretty famous one. Um, and uh, more recently, the Moon Age Daydream. Uh, David Bowie uh, documentary. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's a, a fantastic resume for Neon. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we will definitely promote them next yeah. to A24 on this podcast. That's for bloody sure. Um, until there's a, fantastic. Until there's strike relief. Yeah. Yes. So, until, when, until so, when is, so when is Ferrari coming out? So? When is Ferrari coming out? Well, great question. Um, it looks like, at least in the States, it's going to be out on Boxing Day on the 26th of December. It is coming out in Australia, apparently, on the 4th of January. Okay, oh. we're getting it, getting it a week, a week later. later. So that's, that's all right. Jinx. Um, you can't talk now unless someone, nah. say, unless someone says Kendall. Oh, damn. well thank you um cool that's ferrari two more trailers to talk about let's get into our next one um this is so interesting because i had no idea this was a thing i don't know about you guys but apparently um we haven't seen the last of baz luhrmann's australia because now (laughs) we have we have a <laughs> we have a trailer for um, an upcoming limited series called Far Away Downs, um, and it is actually like an extended cut of Australia. Apparently, during COVID, when Elvis shut down production, Baz Luhrmann dug into his archives and pulled out the reels and reels of film um, for this movie, and uh, yeah, and decided to recut it. Um, with, he did you know, a Schneider. He did. A, he did a Schneider. It's the it's the Lerman cut. Um, <laughs> it's the Lerman cut. Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, so this is Australia, um, but retold with um, a, lots of additional footage. There's hours and hours of it. I think it's. I can't remember how many episodes this is going to be, but I'm fairly certain I saw the total runtime at like four and a half hours, something to that effect. Um, okay. so, so this is going to be a limited series? A limited series, yeah. yes. It's going to be a limited yeah. series. Okay. Uh, don't, I think it's like your, t- don't tell anyone, but episodes. it's basically a movie that came out not too long ago and they, <laughs> and they just moved, they just stretched it out and made it into a series. Yeah, mm. it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting because I, yeah, when I saw it pop up on, on, when I was doing my, you know, research for the podcast for this episode, I was just like... What is this? Because the photo <laughs> on IMDb, I'm like, that's it's Nicole that's Kidman and it's yeah, it's Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman, and I'm like, <laughs> wait, they look really, really young. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So because you know, I actually 
I haven't actually seen Australia. Um, I haven't. That, that's one Baz Luhrmann. That's probably one of the only Baz Luhrmann films I haven't seen at this point. Um, so maybe I'll go watch how an australian this. of you <laughs> <laughs> my bad sorry sorry but i i don't know why i didn't because my god hugh jackman is a fucking drover jesus christ hello hello mr jackman um there is a scene where he's bathing in a billabong Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, it's a thirst trap is what we're saying. Um, yeah. No. But yeah, but yeah, this, I'm really curious because apparently there's, um, I won't spoil it because I read up on it and I don't know if you, I, I'll ask you guys, obviously, if you've seen Australia, but um, the for ending, a long time. Yeah. yeah, the ending for this series is, is going to be different to the ending in the film. And it's going to be the original ending that Baz Luhrmann intended for Australia that the studios were like no 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 you can't do that or it was like a test test screenings I think were like no we don't like this ending change it so um yeah Yeah. and and whether or not that has a part of why the film flopped who knows but I I'm gonna be curious I might might poke my head around in faraway downs just to see if uh it holds up as a series and um and how it goes because like the, the the setting is interesting you know it's you know set set uh you know in the in the 40s during you know world war Two, and there's you know um seems to be a really poignant indigenous storyline going on and you know and this you know side of australia that i haven't really engaged with myself in terms of like the you know the cattle and the farms and all that kind of stuff up 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 in the northern territory and um you know and then yeah just oh, queensland the, the bombing the bombing of darwin like that's mm. that's something i've never really you know engage much with myself apart from just knowing it's a thing that happened so um yeah so i might check this out and then yeah do a comparison on the on the two and see which one works which one works um hopefully it's good i hope it's good it's australian we want to support australian content especially on this podcast and uh yeah so fingers crossed it's 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 good so uh anyway fulia um did you ever watch australia and what do you what do you make of this trailer how do you think this is gonna go i feel like i have but maybe i've only seen like bits and pieces of it um because it has come on to tv quite often um on like local channels and stuff on free to air so um i don't know whether i've seen it from start to finish but i have seen majority of it and i know the story um in terms of it being a limited series itself, the fact that, you know, they had all this extra footage to play with, which is interesting, um, means that, you know, Baz is having a hard time with his work, maybe. <laughs> He's like, I need something. I need something. <laughs> I need to stay creative. Yes, I need to do something. So let's let's go back into the, you know, in, into our filing cabinet see what we can drag out and what footage we have to make it bigger and longer um look i'll probably end up watching it uh just to see you know what other extra bits that were cut out from the actual movie that they decide to put into the series um and then probably go and watch the actual film itself uh but then again at the same time i don't know that i'd want to watch the film (laughs) <laughs> after watching the series since the story is pretty much going to be the same thing so um just shorter um 
yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll probably end up watching the series. I'm just not sure um, how well it's going to hold up, <laughs> is all. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Mm. Um, Michael, what about what about you? You said you've seen Australia and I have. Of... Yes. Yes. How do you? What do you remember about it? And do you think, fle- if like fleshed out, it might work better as a series? I don't know. Um, possibly because there was a lot of uh, story elements in in the fire, and it it was like like there's definitely different arcs and within those arcs are different sort of storylines cu- coming around like in this trailer they focus more on what happens at the start with um yeah Nicole Kidman's character coming from England um <laughs> uh, and uh, fun and a property that's been in her name because of her death in uh, uh, her husband has died and Mm. And so needs to, um, yeah, take up residence and see what's going on. And yeah, there's some some uh, Aboriginal trauma as well. So there's there's a lot of um, issues with that because yeah, it's two th- it's uh, 1940s where Aboriginal people were not classified as human. They were still classified as uh, fauna and fauna. Uh, you know, not human. So, a lot of segregation, and there's going to be a lot of tr- um, uh, triggering stuff in that, as well as mm. um, this came out in 2008, and there has been a lot of people who have died from it. Like, um, yeah. So, Bill Hunter was was in it just for a little. Oh bit. right. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, oh yeah, and David. Um, uh, Gopalil. Gopalil, yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. there has to be a thing at the start say, saying um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders uh, be warned this protects pe- people who have died. And and if they don't do that, then I'm not going to watch the rest of it because, no, after shit has happened recently, I'm really hmm. sick of Australia's bullshit. Thank you. No politics here. We are happy podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We don't talk about the real world here. What do you mean? (laughs) No, no. So, yeah, and this is also on the backdrop of um, the the Brisbane bombings by the the terrible Japanese. (laughs) It's our Pearl Harbor. I think that's one of the biggest criticisms is they were trying to make, like, Australia's version of Pearl Harbor. Like especially at the uh, end, right. so not We're to spoil that. it, okay. you know. But yeah, it's like our <laughs> our forte in the um in the se- Second World War, um, on the cusp. And yeah, it will be interesting of what really is the uh, real ending for the ending of this, because at the end, uh, it just finishes like. We uh, the we need to rebuild rebuild after 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 the bobbing and and people need to go away and yeah it's gonna be interesting so mm. I will watch it because I haven't seen the movie in a while so it'll probably be a good refresher and you know I'm a big sucker of uh, extended editions especially with uh, Lord of the Rings and all that 
So yeah, this comes out at on a striked um, streaming service. So yep, and it's doubly annoying is because that because the company in question doesn't have to pay anyone because uh, who cares about Australian equity? Hmm. Really? <laughs> yeah. So ah, uh, what it's. Uh, it's a oh we can't we can't uh, distribute anything. What have we got in in this bag of stuff that people don't shit fucking care yeah. about? Here we go. Far out. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah. So oh, I hate them. That's a I thing. That's a that's thing. a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Essentially, it is an Australian production. Just yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It was uh, 20th Century Fox, so now it's been owned before the acquisition. So, yeah. <laughs> so Nicole Kidman's character is a Disney princess. <laughs> I don't know. Try to make this happen. <laughs> and there's a mouse in it. Oh, <laughs> well, David yeah. Wenham's in it, and that makes me happy. So. Yeah, David Wenham's in it, uh, yeah. and Jack Thompson, you know, and, mm. and Brian ba- mm. Brown, you know, all all. All the, all the Aussie icons. All the Aussie this. Aussie players. And Barry Otto. I forgot. Barry Otto's ah. in this as well. Ah. <laughs> it's go. like a bl- it's sort of a blink and you miss it, especially with Bill Hunter. It's a blink and you miss it uh, cameo, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yeah, John Jarrett's in it, probably for a brief stint. It's weird. It's weird, weird, weird. Well, for a film called Australia, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck, so many people in. So many people hmm. in. Oh. Mm-hmm. There's a person in that that I forgot who was in it. <laughs> so I'll uh, now I won't say who it is. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. But we like him on this podcast. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'll leave that as a little, little um, you know, little little sweetener for you, Kendall, if you decide oh, to thanks. watch it. Oh, good. Okay. That makes me excited. <laughs> uh, very good. All yeah. right. We got one more trailer to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm just going through the IMDb. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I know him. He's in stuff. <laughs> yeah. They're in stuff and things. I'm surprised that Sean Jacobson's not in this. Oh, Shane Jacobson. Yeah. When was, well, Ke- this when was, was Kenny? Kenny, I think Kenny was just before this. Yeah, 2007, I think. So, yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah. Oh, okay. Of course, Bruce Spencer's in it. <laughs> anyway, I'm having fun here. Sorry. Nice. That's <laughs> okay. That's all right. Um, we got one more trailer to discuss, um, and that is for um, another film based on a true story. Um, this one, directed by George Clooney. Um, it's called The Boys in the Boat. Um, and yeah, this kind of looks like um, sort of. But not really. I'm actually. I'm not going to make the comparison. I'm going to stop myself before I do because it might be problematic. But anyway, um, you know. But it kind of looks like any, you know, underdog sports movie you've ever really seen. Were you going to say Cool say. Runnings? I maybe was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but not really. It's not really at all. But it's just. It made me think of that just in terms of like. Yeah, you know, Olympics underdogs and yeah. Oh my god, they're pulling this off. How can they? How can they do this sort of? That's the sort of angle I was going at. Um, but anyway, 
Um, I'll stop being problematic. Um, this, yeah, I know nothing about this story. I know nothing about this this team. It seems like they're kind of um, maybe maybe in America they're probably more well remembered, I guess. But um, but it sounds like it's a good story. Like you know, and speaking of Aussies, Joel um, Edgerton's in this. Um, plays Ooh. the coach of the rowing team. Yeah. Um, Baz Luhrmann's so, so, um, regular. Yes, another Baz Luhrmann regular. Yes. Um, and so yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch this. Like if I do decide to watch this, I'm like oh well, you know, we'll have Joel there, so that's that's nice. But um, but yeah, it it's it seems like it might be a thrilling story and you know George Clooney's no slouch when it comes to filmmaking so um and it's a you know period drama set in the 30s and there might there probably will be some political things in there considering they're you know apparently they win gold spoilers at the um 1936 Berlin Olympics and 1936 uh, you know, that sounds familiar mm. Mm. <laughs> we all we all know why <laughs> Henry Ford's mate Henry had something Ford's to do mate. with this one. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, yeah. So yeah, this looks it looks interesting, um, and I I hope it's good. Um, looks really well made, and um, yeah, you know, an- another hopefully another good sports movie for the books. Really. Um, that I don't really have much to say about it other than that. Um, yeah, hopefully it's a good time. Um, Fulia, what did you make of the boys in the boat? Um, I actually kind of like this trailer. It looks really good. Um, just you know, I'm I like uh, I like a history sort of era, you know, piece, uh, history piece about sports for some reason, and most most of the time they you know they depict them like really well um this one i like i not a big fan of like rowing or anything like that but then again i'm not a huge fan of racing and here i am saying i want to go and watch ferrari so um i actually don't mind the look of this it looks really interesting um you know like you said underdogs coming up from from the university of washington apparently their rowing team and I'm like I'd say the main character it was during that particular era was I think it was like the depression time um they you know the only way that they were going to be able to have like food on the table and a place to sleep was literally you know go and row and we'll pay for your tuition or whatever and just be part of the team as long as you do the training and all that sort of stuff. So that's actually really interesting. Mm. Um, and yeah, it just, it sounds like it's going to be um, really sort of heartfelt. It's going to be a lot of, you know, drama uh, throughout this particular piece. Uh, and of course, you know, just, just the fact that we're going to get to know more about these particular sportsmen um, on the team. So these athletes, doing their best like obviously they're because they're they're university students that are trying to live through a really tough time uh but especially the fact that during this training sequences like it looks rough it looks so rough Mm -hmm. um you know to the point where they're training so much that they vomit um and i like 
I don't know what that is like as someone who has played and is playing sports. Um, I, I have gotten to a point in my training where I have trained so hard that I felt sick, but not having gone f- further ahead of that. So, which means that I probably didn't try hard enough, but mm-hmm. I was still, you know, feeling it. Um, so for these, for these kind of athletes to go through that kind of training and, and be sick from training is like really, yeah, just re- looks really intense. But I, this trailer, it looks like it's shot well. The cinematography looks amazing. Um, and just the way that it's, that it looks like it's going to be edited together, I think is going to, I'm hoping is going to look really good. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm fingers crossed. It's a good film. Um, but I am kind of looking forward to seeing this. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, Mike, what about you? Yeah. Um, uh, George Clooney doing a, doing his debut. So it sort of makes sense. He being around like different productions as well. So he probably knows a thing or two. So, you know, give, give yourself a good hand. Um, it looks really interesting. I don't know the story, but, uh, very cool, um, piece of, uh, history. And this is before America enters the second world war too. So, um, this is like on the cusp of world war two. So a lot of shit's going down. So, Mm. Very sticky, sticky stuff. And yeah, I think you spoiled it when you said they won gold. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> it's supposed to be an underdog story. It's like, yeah, we're, we're fighters. Oh, we already know. Yeah. <laughs> America. Woo. Um, Woo. Yeah, there's not really much to say. Uh, it, it, it's beautifully shot, beautifully um, uh, edited trailer. It, it gives you a sense of of what the uh period uh piece is and yeah it's 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 all about the boys in the boat uh could have been if you just read it it's like oh is this another spin-off of of, of the boys uh, the boys were in a boat <laughs> and they and they flew themselves <laughs> into a whale that happened in the boys Fulia. you're missing out <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I don't need it. <laughs> well, you don't want to see the boys all covered in whale carcass guts and stuff? Mm, no. And just <laughs> I'm good. Uh, just remembering that scene of Jack Quaid. Just, <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's, yeah. he's, just, <laughs> he's just sitting in a whale, whales, <laughs> just going, just looking in far distance like, no more. I've had, no, no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... All in all, this is a good good show. I can't remember if um, this has been struck by uh, the company distributing is struck or not, but who knows? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. All right. Well, hmm. um, it's coming out at a time between now and then. So, mm. yes, the boys will be in a boat. The boys will be boys in a boat. In a boat. (laughs) Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a trailer park, which means now... What? It's time... Ah. For the time. Cool. And the time... Yeah. 
and the time, time and the time, time and the time for. Oh no, she's going around circles, going around circles, going around circles, ah, going around ah, circles. Ah, 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 pop, popcorn, culture, ah, ah. <laughs> what time is it for you? <laughs> it's popcorn culture time. Yeah. <laughs> You're being way too loud for Discord. It's <laughs> so, alright The audio peoples will love that They're yeah. Good good. Something something bonus for those who, who Get the audio version of the show Yeah. Uh, beautiful Love Beautiful Alright Everyone it is that time For um, a wonderful Segment we like to call Popcorn Culture We're going to talk about Loki Of course episode 3 1893 um, we're halfway there, people. Already, already oh, halfway through it. Living, living on a Loki. Yeah. No, we're living on a timeline that doesn't exist apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Um, or yes. does yeah. it? Or does it? Do 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 do. Okay, so let's kick off with our initial thoughts, and I'm really excited to hear what you guys think of this one, because as I stand, while this episode did a really good job of furthering the plot and maybe starting to answer some questions, but also asking more questions, um, this might be the weakest of the three episodes so far, um, but that's not by any means a heavy criticism on the show. Um, I just didn't enjoy it as much as the other ones, especially cause I'm just, I'm just not liking this continuation of like Sylvie just shows up, they fight and then she fucks off again. Um, I don't know what they're doing with Sylvie really, apart from making her just, I must kill every variant of Kang and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, since when was like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing with Sylvie, and I'm just a bit concerned about that. Uh, I also felt like it reminded me a little of Book of Boba Fett in a sense of, like, Loki is very much not the main character in this episode. Um, and that's fine. You can do that. Um, but I think one of the things that people really love about the show the most, apart from its um, really unique methods of storytelling and the things it does in terms of, like, its science fiction and time travel... A lot of people really love the show because of Loki and because of Mobius. And they were on the back burner in this episode. They were not around. Like, I wanted to see them ride on a bike together. We didn't get that. <laughs> you know, I saw them getting on a bike and I'm like, oh, let's go. And then we cut to them showing up, you know. No, no, hold on. No, no, hold on. No? Loki was not about that bike. <laughs> he was not about that bike. So maybe it didn't happen. And maybe that's why it's not in the episode. Thank you for it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, it's... but So, yeah, so there was a little... There was a lack of, you know, of, of Loki in this episode, I think, for a show called Loki. So that kind of was a little bit of a detraction for me. But, uh, you know, and not just not just as a Tom Hiddleston fan. Um but apart from that, like I, you know, it was good. It was great to see Miss Minutes again, finally, to find out what she's been up to, especially her and, you know, Renslayer, what they've been doing, um, you know, what their part in this story is and what it's what that's going to be. Um, so that was, that was really cool. And then, of course, you know, the elephant in the room, uh, Kang, uh, he who remains, Victor Timely, whoever you want to call him, 
um, we you know we get our first encounter with um, with this variant of Kang, um, and I really like what they did with him, just in terms of because like you know in you see the the post credit scene and we'll, we'll talk about it in more detail as we go on, but uh, the post credit scene in Quantumania shows us this moment in this episode of you know Loki and Mobius seeing him on stage. Um, you know, of course at the time we didn't know what the context was. Now we know. Um, but I'm, I, for some reason, when I was watching the post credit scene, I thought it was going to be like a, here's, um, here's him, here's Kang pretending to be this Victor Timely, but watching him in the episode, it's really more Victor Timely is a, is just a Kang variant. And that's just who he is on this timeline. Um, which I think is a branch timeline, if I'm not mistaken. Um, well, yeah, it would be because he's a Kang variant. He's not he who remains. Anyway, yeah, um, it, I, feel, it, it I, co- went... I corrected myself. Yeah. <clears throat> it I was originally myself. the sacred timeline and then yes. stuff happened and, and now it it's... turned into a branch timeline. Yes, yes, that's very true, yes. Um, which is fascinating given the wibbly-wobbly timey-wiminess of it all that I'm sure Michael's dying to get to talking about. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. So we'll talk about that later on. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much my my general takeaways to start with. Um, Fulia, how did did episode three go for you? Um, I I enjoyed it for what it was. I I took it as its its own story um Mm -hmm. the fact that we've we've gone back into the past i love these period pieces when it comes to the episode every time they go back in time to like something where the the just the the look of everything is different and the fact that they can pull it off is insane i love that um well i suppose that's what disney money gets (laughs) you so yeah Hmm. (laughs) um yeah uh it was an interesting version of kang um and the fact that he he just seemed like this really odd person who had a stutter and was just all about science but making all these different gimmicky sort of contraptions and well prototypes as he likes hmm. to call them uh that don't really work um the fact that they decided to go with this particular king to give him spoilers the tva book uh handbook <laughs> written by obi um written by obi <laughs> um and yeah it was just it was really it was an interesting it was an interesting episode um just overall um i am like you kendall a little concerned about sylvie um just the way that they're writing in writing her in at certain points in the episode we don't get to see her very much but then she, all of a sudden she pops out of nowhere at a vital moment and she's like okay i'm gonna kill kang now <laughs> so get out of my way mm-hmm. um and it's it's like she's she's doing she's she already did that in the last episode where she's popping in at certain moments and then this time around it's the oh you found you found Kane cool i'm going to i'm going to like out him now he's done but i just i feel like there's there might be more to what we're seeing so far with Sylvie um and i'm hoping that we'll get more out of it in the last few episodes 
Um, especially after the fact that, she, you know, spoiler, she didn't actually kill him this time around, let him mm. go. And I'm just like, hmm, okay, you had your opportunity, it was right there. And he literally pleaded for his life and got away with it, maybe. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's just interesting that this is how they're exploring Sylvie in a way without doing it too much, mm. I suppose. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll, we'll find out more about what's happening in the last few episodes. Um, but... Overall, it was like it was a it was a good episode. Probably not the greatest, but it was still good. Uh, and especially the fact that we got to you know we got to see the 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 two main men in these amazing period piece suits uh, with the hats and the. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Yeah. Um, Mike, Mike, I'm dying for your thoughts. Tell us what what did you think of this episode? Um, I have to agree. If it is to be called Loki. It should have Loki elements in it, uh, probably mm. more than that. Having said that, this does dwell into something that is very interesting for me because out of <laughs> out of the three of us, I probably enjoy Quantum Mania a bit more than most people on the panel. Um, and having said that, it's it does re- this. Uh, episode does like bring me like a lot of um, enjoyment of what is to become, especially with future movies, uh, especially with King Dynasty as well as Secret Invasion. Uh, no, not Secret Invasion. Secret Wars. Yeah, Secret Wars. Um, and how and how they're going to tackle like the big bad of being uh, Kang the Conqueror. Um. Because there there are certain bits in this that that um, I, I it caught me off guard. I was like, oh, so that's how they're possibly going to do it. I'm more intrigued in this multiverse saga than I was a couple of couple of days ago. <laughs> um, and yeah, it does uh, have the disadvantage of actually. Show, showing a bit more of uh, what uh, Kang slash Victor Timely slash He Who Remains is up to as well, because I have a theory that this may be a variant, but this could possibly be the origin story of Kang the Conqueror slash He Who Remains as well. Yeah. Because... Yeah. I yeah, the big theory that I'm that I have for this entire show including the overarching season 1 season 2 that everything is has happened before and we're on a continuous loop and everything is is obi everything is obi and and we could be seeing like the start of what um overall kang uh, I'm just going to say Kang. Uh, overall, what Kang Kang's origin story really is is the fact that he is a variant of someone who should not exist, mm. and and that's one of the that's one of the things that I think is how to stop Kang is to not make that variant of this 
of this little boy who's just making candles. And it's hmm. go, going back to uh, would you, would you, would you go back and kill Hitler as a child? <laughs> that sort of thing. And I think are they yeah. doing? Are they doing that? Are, are they really doing that? Yeah. And the conundrum is like, well, being a hero, you you leave him alone and let nature take its course. Nope. Gonna have to go after things. So it's that it's that conundrum. So I really mm. I'm really enjoying what's what's happening as well. And also finally get to see Renslayer and, and Miss Minutes, like straight after when they when they enter the portal. Uh she steps mm. into a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And Miss Minutes yeah. is is awesome and creepy. Yes, very creepy. Oh, God, I was not prepared. But I was also Mm-mm. like, as it was going along, I'm like, oh, they're doing that. Okay, well, I suppose it is this show. So that makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Wow. Um, all right, well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's where the episode starts. You know, we get to see Ravonna and Miss Miss Minutes, you know, try to figure things out. we... Before we jump into the actual episode itself, yeah. how cool was it with the Marvel Studios thing that they used a period piano? I love sort that. Of the honky tonk. Yeah. 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 That and was... the fact that it just sets it up straight away. <laughs> it was, I mean, you know, we haven't shouted her out yet, but Natalie Holt returned to do the score from season one she's here doing it again she even makes a cameo in this episode i think she's the one playing the accordion Mm. on stage before you meet victor timely um and yeah i think i'm so glad you shouted that out because a that old timey style um uh, you know is is so cool and it, it translates so well she did such a great job of adapting it but the other thing i really liked about the score is that i'm sure you guys noticed the Loki theme mm. done in that style as well, like the little mm. the little trills and elements of that thrown in. I thought that was yeah. that was a lovely touch. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> yeah, the show does time travel and like does the periods so well. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. so bloody well. So yeah, it's lovely to see it Inclu- executed, including throwing some uh, cinematography as well. It just make. Just like making like it a bit more gritty, especially when they went in the seventies. It had like that orange, mm. that orange tan sort of filter it ha- has with like old the sepia yeah, filter, sepia tone. Mm. <laughs> and how this one has a lot of like browns and greys as well, just just to make you a bit more familiar of 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 the time, like all the way back yeah. then, mm. like all like the way a- back then. Yeah, it's very clever. They've done a they've done a really great job. Like that's one thing we definitely cannot fault is you know, clearly the the production side of of things. You know, say what we will about whatever they're doing with the story, it, it looks and sounds fantastic. Um, so yeah, uh, fucking hats off to the crew mm. um, for this show. Um, but yes, Miss Minutes. Um, you know, speaking of adapting to the time, we get to see a shifted to black and white, which I, I thought was a lovely little, lovely little touch. And the fact that she kind of becomes this sort of a ghost figure <laughs> ha- haunting Chicago, um, was quite funny. Um, but yeah, it was just good to see, you know, it, it, like you, 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 one of the th- things like with Miss Minutes being so creepy is like, she knows 
she knows what's going on. She knows everything, right? Mm. We don't know. We don't know what she knows. We're finding it out as Renslayer's finding it out, as Loki's finding it out, as Mobius is finding it out. Like, yeah. Miss Minutes is like the mastermind of this entire thing. And so this episode, from the way it starts, especially to the way it ends, um, and we'll get to that, um, I think was just so unnerving. <laughs> like, you know, just her kind of almost leading Renslayer down this path of like, Clearly an inevitability, really, because, I mean, you talk about timey-wimey, it's like a closed loop sort mm. of thing that, that they're doing, which I, re- I think is really, really cool. Um, uh, but, yeah, but, like, you know, just to see Renslayer, like, someone who's so, in season one, was just so certain and so sure and believed in the TVA and believed in the timekeepers and bought the whole thing, um, just to see her kind of on the back foot... Um, even as your antagonist, I think is really, really cool. Um, like I kind of like what they're doing with her character and, um, I don't know. I'm sure Mike, you've probably seen the theory. You may even have the theory about who she might actually be. Um, Renslayer. I, yeah. Mm. Uh, cause I, I, I like it. I don't know if it'll, if that's what they're doing, but can I say what it is? Uh, sure. I, I feel like we're talking about, it, I'll just say it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh People are theorizing that she might actually be another variant of Kang mm. in the sense of Sylvie is a female variant of Loki and we have Red Slayer is a female variant of Kang. Um, I don't know if that's legit or not, like if that's what they're doing, but I think it's a very interesting theory. Interesting. Um, and if it, And it would be... Yeah, and if they do decide to do that in the show, if that's what they are doing, um, I would be very curious to see how they lean into that and explore that. Um, yeah. If and what that means for for Renslayer, um, especially because I feel like that could come with some very interesting ramifications, especially considering we have a reminder in this episode of the the fraughtness between her and Sylvie, and like you know the fact that. You know, that whole conversation in season one where Renslayer's like, I don't even know what your next event was. Yeah. You know, um, and that kind of, you know, they have sort of a rematch that was that was quite good to watch. So um, they could really go into uh, some interesting parallels with the two of them and Renslayer maybe even either loving herself even more because she clearly, you know, it really is, uh, looks up to Kang, looks up to he who remains. But if she finds out that she's part of him does that make her excited or does that make her feel less than or you know or what like her enemy sort of thing so yeah Yeah. i that could be really interesting if they it's do that but but anyway yeah it's the big um thing that miss minutes sort of dangled in front of it it'll make you very mad so it's got to be something yeah and Mm -hmm. if we're going to be talking about that theory i don't think it's true because it's already been done because of Loki and Sylvie. And mm. I don't know. It doesn't give her much anyway. I mean, it's if they do do that and it's it's a good, sure way to uh, get rid of Jonathan Majors, you know, good fail-safe. And then it's called Kang Dynasty, so it could be it could be Renslayer as the main bad guy. Mm. I don't know. Be my bad guy. Yeah. But I don't like it. 
I don't want it to happen. Yeah. And if it does happen... Uh, okay. Yeah, no, fair enough. We're here enough. now. Anyway. It's, it's, maybe it's the Mephisto theory of this season. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> there's, also an, there's also another theory that Miss Minutes is uh, artificial intelligence, but also is loosely based because um, Kang created her and mm. she's in love with him. Uh, spoilers. And <laughs> she could be a, I don't know, a, a artificial like echo of Renslayer maybe. That's also another theory that's going around that, that Miss Minutes is um, Renslayer like booted up in the in the in the cloud, you know that sort of thing. It's oh. based on that. I've heard I that. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't like. I don't really. Mm. I don't really like that. No. But that's interesting. Well, that's, that's all right. Very interesting. You don't like that theory. I don't like the other theory. <laughs> let's not. And we're li- all happy. Yeah. Let's not like Loki together. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fulia, um, how did you feel about uh you know, seeing Renslayer and, and Miss Minutes um for the first time this season? Um I mean it was it was nice to finally see them <laughs> <laughs> at least. Um we're halfway through the series uh, the season and all of us this is the time that they pop up. Um now it was good. Um I already had an inkling that Miss Minutes was the one instigating it all and pushing it forward. Yeah, and, yeah. And sort of um, the one, the one that's you know putting all the putting all the ideas into into her head and all that sort of all stuff. All the fail safes. Um, yeah, and just the fact how creepy she's getting as well. It's like it's a bit unnerving. <laughs> hmm. This AI, this AI, you know. Um, thing just floating around all of a sudden being like this is what you should be doing <laughs> love me <laughs> love me put me in a body oh my god <laughs> you know i don't want to I, I i don't make it a habit of 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 uh objectifying women but tara strong's kind of hot She's uh, a good-looking lady. She is. If they do a live-action Miss Minutes, you know, it's not out of the possibility. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Have, have you seen her cosplay as Harley Quinn? Oh, maybe. I don't remember, but I'm sure it looked fantastic. Almost looks exact. <laughs> that's that's cool. <laughs> it's like, that's cool. Mm. Um, 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 yeah. But yeah. Yeah, Miss Minutes, Miss Minutes, like that whole thing, you know, you could see, like, I loved the little hints that they were throwing in and stuff. Like, you know, there there was that scene where, you know, Renslayer and Victor Timely and Miss Minutes, they're on the boat, they're on the ship going over, um, which was called the SS Heron, by the way. I named after Kate Heron, the director of season one. I thought that was a lovely Easter egg. <laughs> um, uh, a lovely nod to her. And um, yeah, but. You know, you see them in the way they're interacting, like, bef- you know, before Miss Minutes gets Kang, sorry, Victor Timely to throw Renslayer off the, or she throws him off the, I can't remember 
I watched it very late at night, three days ago. Um, but anyway, you know, before she ends up in the water, there's this, you, you see like the facial expressions on Miss Minutes sort of change in the background. Like if you're watching her. And the scoffs. And the scoffs she does. Yeah. Like you, I just, I really love how, like they kind of, they put that in. So like, if you see it, you see it and you're like, that's an extra added bit to the mm. scene. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I just thought was really clever. Um, yeah, the way that they did that. And then, you know, it kind of helps to build this narrative, like, of what her intentions are here. And then when you get yeah. to that scene of, like, her just going full, almost any Wilkes, like, just fucking... I'm your number one fan. <laughs> I'm your number one fan. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, so intense. So intense. And then the fact that she's, like, doing the whole put me in a body thing was like, mm. wow, they're doing that. And then I remembered, you know, Michael Waldron is running this writer's room. Uh, <laughs> so, of course, this, there's going to be some out there ideas going on. Um, I love and, them ideas. So I, I, yeah. So I'm like, I'm totally down for those kind of, that exploration of stuff. Like we've sort of seen, you know, tropes in AI, you know, that, do that like you know they want their own body or they want to be a real boy you know that kind of thing but the the way they did it here was really interesting and just very creepy and i mean i personally didn't like it because i'm like i don't i don't want that addedness of I, I get miss minutes being fascinated with him and being obsessed with him because he's her creator and um you know and she seems to live off and thrive off the power that her position gives her and the knowledge that she has, like, and, and what being by his side can do for her and what it means for me, <laughs> putting this twisted romantic spin on it, almost, it was just, for me, it was a little too much. <laughs> um, I didn't love that. Um, which I find hilarious saying that when it's like I was over here defending self-cessed two years ago, which I still will defend. <laughs> I still defend it. Yeah. I don't give a shit what anyone says. That's biology. But it's sci- so it is science fiction and it's okay and it w- this works. But for me, I just didn't like it. So I'm not saying it doesn't work. I just, I wasn't my cup of tea. I'm not. Um, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't that's think you're supposed to like it. <laughs> no, well, not, yeah, not to say that you are, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I almost wish they didn't do it. Anyway. It, it makes you go ill. Yeah. Ill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just adds this extra layer of creepiness to her, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, but it, yeah, but I do, I do enjoy Miss Minutes though. Can, I make, as... can I make you cringe? Oh, please. Always. Okay. Imagine if Miss Minutes said daddy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make me a make 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 me a body, Daddy. Oh God, no. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> She's been minimised. So. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the only other thing to really talk about, like apart from, I mean, obviously we talk about Victor Timely. We can talk, you know, we can talk about Loki and Mobius. Maybe. We'll, I don't know. Maybe we just talk about Victor Timely. I mean, mm. um, you know, it's fine. You know, Jonathan Majors is a thing that exists, and he's in the show, and it's it's fine. I'm you know I'm separating the, what I need to separate. Um, you know, dealing with whatever that is. But um, 
you know, but constantly just being reminded of the fucking goddamn it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm not going to go into that. Um, but basically, I, I thought Victor Timely, I don't know about you guys, but I just thought he was, yeah, like I said earlier, like just interesting what they did with him and the surprise, like the surprise sort of to me at least of like, okay, he's, this is just who this guy is. He's not Kang in disguise. Like this is actually, and like, like you said, Mike, like maybe it's, you know, it's kind of the origin he's born. of Kang. Hmm. Yeah. Like this is, this is he who remains his or like his origin story. Like, you know, I, this whole thing of this closed loop of, of Ravonna giving, you know, Miss Minutes ensuring that Ravonna is the one, um, which I also find interesting because it's like, well, you know, well, can she, could she touch the TVA? I don't, t- the guidebook, can she, she can't touch anything, can she? She mm. just. We haven't seen her do anything. Like, no. So she needs someone to do things. Yeah. She's just. Yeah. Well, she wants a body. So. So. Yeah, true. True. She can oh, put in the suggestion. If, Sorry? Yeah, well, like, what if, I was going to say, like, what if, what if, like, Renslayer is that body. Like, I think you kind of touched on that theory before with, like, Renslayer being Miss Minutes after the fact, but what if it's the other way around? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was That like, could be interesting. Like, Renslayer dies and, like, this is like... And Miss Minutes is her future. And then... Cause there's yeah, a maybe. Love, love connection. There's a triangle, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, you get that vibe that Renslayer is my, you know, he, she has a similar fascination with yeah. He Who Remains crushing. as well. Bit of crushing on him. Yeah, she's, she's totally crushing on him. Um, I, I don't yeah. do partners. Yeah. Which is yeah. very interesting and a keys to my, it is a key to my theory of what we're going to ha- what's going to happen at the end of this series. Okay. When do we want to talk about that? Let's save it for later, or no? We can save it for later. I'm sort of building save up, it for later? building that up because we could talk okay, about. Okay, great. We can talk about um, Victor Timely. Yes, um, I do like the idea of what they did of you know. Uh, he's he has like a sort of a prototype of the loom, and that's his big <coughs> thing. Yeah. That he's showing off um, at this presentation that I yeah I, I thought was really really cool the way that they did that um, and how he's sort of like, you know, innately just not a great guy. <laughs> um, he's a swindler. He's a con artist. He's a um, constant y- trickster. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, that was a really funny angle. <laughs> and um, Loki goes, ha, kindred spirits. Cause, yeah. Cause he's a trickster too. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was cool. Um, but I, I also kind of like the twist of like, you know, obviously, the premise of this episode really is Loki and Mobius needing Miss Minutes to save the loom so they can save existence, essentially. Um, and I like the fact that it goes from needing Miss Minutes to, oh, he's a variant of Kang. Something um, better. We need him, and we need him alive, and then how that ties then into the Sylviness of it all. Mm. Um, you know. Um, so everything kind of has its moving parts and yeah. it works in a way. So, um, I will, but yeah. I will touch on of why Sylvie is there. Maybe because mm. she has she has the telepad of um, He Who Remains, so it's probably mm. not the same as any other telepad. Maybe she sees that a new branch is, ha- is happening mm. and she probably notices, like, oh, there's 
oh, oh, there's a there's a new guy in town. I need to take him out. <laughs> so, because, yeah, what we said before with uh, Renslayer and Miss Minutes going into the sacred timeline, um, dropping the book off, and then that becomes a branch. And maybe Sylvia actually sees the branch, like, forming. It's like, ooh, what's that? Right. And it's like, ooh, there's a Kang variant. Kill! Kill! No! Kill. Don't do it! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to be late to work. Because <laughs> she works at McDonald's. <laughs> so, yeah. so I expect Sil- Silver's from... That's an explanation, maybe. Yeah. Or why she yeah, just maybe. popped up out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. That that could help. That could definitely help. Um Fulia, what do you, what about you? How is like, you know, the way things are ticking over, how does it all work for you and like, you know, does Victor Timely as a version of as a variant of Kang, how how does he work for you in all this? You are asking a very complicated question, my friend. Well, answer it however you you decide. And remember, what is what? Is, and remember, think what, fourth dimensionally. Yes. What did you What did you think of Victor Timely? Just let's we'll start with that. Uh he was like I said uh, at the start. He he's a, he was an interesting character. Um, just especially the fact that he was he was just this really sort of a bumbling kind of a person who just a scientist essentially an inventor um, that wants that now that he's had the influence of the TVA handbook uh, just really went all out with all of this time mm. stuff and that that's all he's really focusing on but for him it was more of a I'm using this to be able to give you power, like electricity type power, um, which was interesting. Uh, and yeah, the, the character itself, he just, he, at this particular point in time, just didn't seem like the Kang type. But I suppose it just mm. means that this was the beginning of where it would be leading towards. Um, I'm also curious to know, and I, I probably will, I won't get this, but in my head, I think to myself, I wonder what the, what he would have been like if he didn't have the TVA handbook. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, what was what would his inventions have been like if he wasn't influenced by that stuff? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. that will be explained yeah. in the future um, Avengers movies, <laughs> <laughs> which is my theory. Ooh, we're getting mm. there. Mm. Yeah, we're getting there. So he is an he is an interesting character, but it it was just it was one of those moment. It was just one of those thoughts for me where it was like, even though he's influenced by all of this information, he still has like this this stutter and he still mm. seems like he's a smart man mm. he's a smart person mm. but the stuff that he's been creating hasn't been going the way he wants them mm. to so they're not working as well um so that was also an interesting you know thing for for a character to have yeah um yeah, yeah. like i like that that limitation he has of like you know, and he acknowledges it a couple of times where he says, like, um, you know, 
the stuff that I'm making, I, it's not where it at the t- point in time it needs to be. Like it's yeah. out of time, essentially. Like you know, he it he he needs the world to catch up to his ideas. Yeah, um, yeah. That, he he did he did also mention he does also mention the fact that the fact that he doesn't have the technology to be able to do the things he wants yeah. to do. It's, yeah, it's the yeah. it's the yeah. Leonardo da Vinci thing where he's mm. where he mm. invented like he, he had the ideas for like uh, someone flying someone flying and so, some of the things oh this is like the heli- this is the helicopter, but he but he couldn't really do much because of the time that there, there, there was no real technology mm. back then to actually fulfill that sort of dream. Yeah. So you could say that um, uh, Da Vinci invented the helicopter, but didn't at the same time. So it sort yeah. of has that sort of fe- feeling with Victor Timely. It's like he he's, mm. he, he's a hold back of his time. So, and if yeah. he was born in, in more future elements mm, what could have happened another variant yeah exactly mm. yeah yeah um yeah i'd be curious in that sense to see what if we get to see any kind of his journey to becoming he who remains or becoming mm. whatever you know well clearly i feel like he is going to be he who remains but um mm. i think that's what they're, i think that's what they're doing but yeah if we get to see how he kind of gets there um from where he is now. Um, well, I I don't know about you guys, but I I would like to talk about Loki and Mobius. Um, <laughs> mm. I mean, that is that is the name of the show. That they is the name stars. of the show. That is the name of the show. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, fully you said it earlier. Like you know, seeing the two of them together and you know these these lovely suits and hats was just was just a lot of fun. Um, mm. Again, Tom Hiddleston looking like he's having the best time. <laughs> um, getting to to mingle and like you know the that that fight scene with the the tall dude was 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 very amusing um, i really loved i loved it yeah i <laughs> i love the comedy oh we're gonna take it outside are we okay yeah yeah it was it was great yeah seeing that um yeah seeing that inter- interaction was a lot of fun like i i like the fact that Tom's getting to do a bit more comedy in this season so far, you know, lean into that kind of mischievous side of, you know, the god of mischief. Um, makes a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> so that was cool. I mean, I am concerned that, like, now that it just seems like almost Loki's go-to power is just green spurt of magic, bleh. Um, like, it feels <laughs> a bit... I mean, you know, it's it's funny that he mentions a poverty of imagination. It just seems to me a little bit restrictive, which is what I, I mean, I really liked in the last episode where he, you know, he had his shadows holding Brad mm. against the wall, like shit like that. Well, I suppose like in this particular, yeah. yeah, in this particular scene, he just didn't have enough time to deal with this guy. No, so no, like, disappear. Go away. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> and he's not do- dealing in, in different alleyways and that it's like a big group of people. Mm. So you can't really do, <laughs> too much yeah, yeah. otherwise you make yeah. another branch it's like oh real magic uh, you know <laughs> that's what I think yeah true yeah the wonderful no, Loki he'll be here yeah, you don't wanna... yeah that was great <laughs> yeah you don't want to branch great. more branches branch 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 yeah that's branch. true I really yeah I really again like it's just you know I say it every week now but it's like it's just a great another great showcase for, for Tom and Owen um, <laughs> and their, their chemistry and their, their mm. bouncing off each other they're just 
you know, the way they, they come to that brainwave of, you know, Miss Minutes being the breadcrumb that they need, you know. Um, even when, like, they're, you know, Mobius is talking about how, like, you're the you're the this kind of guy and I'm the this kind of guy that does this. And I, I forget the exact dialogue, but, you know, like, him, like the two of them walking and talking and eating their Cracker Jacks, like, that was, that was fun. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was um, Mobius was saying, I like to take things slow and, yeah. you know, the slow You're a man of action, path, that's and, right. Yeah. He says, like, yeah, he's, like yeah. he's a man of action. You're a man yeah. of action, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really, I really like, I like, I like that stuff. I want more of that stuff. Mm. And then of course, before I throw to Euphoria, I just have to mention, um, the little ref, you know, references we got to, to Thor, uh, and, um, that moment (laughs) and Boulder, I know. Boulder? Boulder is now canon in the MCU. Um, yeah. (laughs) Boulder the Brave is, uh, I don't, I'm sure he's been done in the comics, but he is a legit Norse god, um, like an actual Norse god. And and Loki had some uh, interest. Interesting is the right word. Loki did have some interactions with him in the in the mythology in the in the Norse tales. Um, so yeah. He's... Oh yeah. Um, like in the Neil Gaiman <laughs> book. Well, I haven't read that. I haven't read that book yet. But I I imagine he definitely comes. I up. it's that I, th- I think because I've read it and yeah. I think it. I vaguely remember the story, yeah. Yeah. Thor's brother. Yeah, Loki has something to do with Boulder's death. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's uh, Boulder. I feel like I need to to reread that. I need to read it. I need to read it, period. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's been sitting on my shelf so long. I need to read it. But, um, but no, but Boulder is like, you know, he's kind of like the golden boy. Like, even more so Uh, than Thor. Like, he's just... This perfect yeah, yeah. god, basically, okay. and so yep. so you can see Loki's sort of disdain, like when he's like, nobody's ever heard yeah. of him. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I really appreciated that, um, and then like him going, Thor's not even that tall, like which I I, I found I found re- I like the comedy of it, but I also it was interesting because like that gave him a brief moment of like, oh my god, it's my dad and my brother. And, Oh, and then he just yeah. goes into the, you know, very sad anyway, um, you know, to bring yeah. that back. Um, but yeah, it was a lovely little moment. And I, and like the mm. fact that Mobius takes this time to just go, I still can't believe you're, that's, you're one of them, like right here. Like, <laughs> this is you. I, it's like, I just love his childlike wonder that he constantly yeah. has for things. Ah, oh, it's the best. Did you know Boulder was going to be in uh, Multiverse of Madness? Oh God! Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, it, That's it. Was going to be in the council uh, with the in the <laughs> Illuminati. Wow! Uh, concept art had it looking like uh, Daniel Craig. Oh, mm. okay. Mm. That's interesting. I need to look that up. Very. Um, mm. Yes. Anyway. Um, so I love Thor. Sorry, well I love Thor, but I love Loki and I love Mobius very much. And I hope this is the Freudian one. Slip. Yeah, maybe this <laughs> weird for me. Um, I hope I hope this is like the one episode that has like yeah. them the least, and we can get next week. We can get back to focusing. On sure, them. okay, them okay. Being at the you know the center. You don't of this you don't thing. you don't like expanding the universe. You just want just want. <laughs> I just want my man. He's a good-looking man. Yeah. He doesn't very, die in it. Very talented. 
Not in the, yeah, you can't you can't even do it in this episode. Get wrecked. <laughs> Get wrecked, son. Get wrecked, son. <laughs> anyway, Fulia, um, please, I you know I love your giggling over there. Tell me um, how much you enjoyed seeing Loki and Mobius in this episode. Uh, I was it was so nice. So, like the moments that we did get with with them in this particular episode was was really good and um you know just the, the nice little comic relief moments that we got as well. It just always puts a smile on my face and I honestly cannot wait to see and watch the um the Marvel Studios um the the behind the scenes I assemble what it's called. Assemble. The, the Assembled, yeah. I, I honestly can't wait to watch The Assembled for season two of this mm. show. Same, um, yeah. To see, you know, some of the stuff that they were, like, having a hard time trying to say, like, a little bit, you know, you know gag reels and whatnot. Um, but just also the just the, the, sheer, uh, the sheer amount of work that they had to go through um, to get this season done, especially because... The season one was like what two years ago? Yeah, Ages. over two years. Yeah, ago. Mm. two years ago, and we're only just getting season two now. Uh, so just during that time frame, how long? Like what those kind of um, work days would have been like to actually get this show done, and the fact that we're only getting six episodes. So uh, you know, it must have gone through quite a lot of like reshoots and and a lot of editing and whatever to get it to where it is right Mm. now um in terms of just seeing mobius and loki uh, um it was it was nice i i love their dynamic i really do it's so much it's so much fun to watch them you know just bounce off each other and you know the way that mobius is the um, the chill, relaxed character where Loki is more the, you know, the panic-induced, like, we need to find this person or this thing and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's, it, it really it really works, and, and I really love that. So, yeah, just everything that you've already mentioned in terms of what happened in, in, in this episode, Kendall, they just, they always put a smile on my face, and Seeing them also, you know, especially towards you know the end where they're going into the Ferris wheel when they're mm. chasing when they're chasing after um, Victor Timely and Renslayer, um, that that sort of part was really cool too. Mm. Um, but I'm sure we'll we'll get around to that scene in in a moment. Um, but yeah, no, it was really really good to see them both, as usual. Mm. I'm always gonna say yeah. <laughs> for every episode. <laughs> Yes. What about what about um what about you, Mike? Uh, what did you make of the dynamic duo in this episode? I didn't realize, and tell you the truth, I was more enthralled of the, of the other story. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but what we got is is enjoyable. Of them just bouncing off each other is always good. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's not really much to say about them. They they were doing their protective work. Little, yeah. little bit of a, an add-on from the previous, uh, previous episode of them, of them, fi- uh, them on, them on the prowl, trying to find their <laughs> man or their Miss Minute Man. Their Miss Minute Man. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
Yeah, well, I'm not really sure where to go from where here. Go from here, because I'm, I, it's getting late and I'm getting very tired. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, shall we finally talk about your theory, Mike? Yes. Have we built? Have we built up to it? Yes, we've built up to it. My theory is, uh, is involving uh, uh, this version of Kang, where. Where I'm, thi- where I've sort of touched on, where he is, uh, Kang the Conqueror, was never meant to be, and and uh, the variant of Kang um, is the actual Kang. He is the original mm. Kang who 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 wanted to stop all the other Kangs from being Kang, so he wanted all for himself because in this. In this episode, he doesn't like partners. He, he that's why he he shunned Renslayer. He minimized Miss Minute, and and my theory is for the ending of this series is we'll we'll get to find out that he never invented uh, the TBA. It's always been there, considering that he got the book, and that book is actually written written by Obi. So it's mm. it's essentially bootstrap theory where. Um, case in point, Doctor Who. I'm going to spoil an episode for you, Candle. Uh, I'm sorry, but es- but essentially, the do- the Doctor he finds out that he is a fan of of Mozart and he loves his music. And there's a particular piece of music that didn't have an ending, and he wanted to go and and see Mozart, but he was you know he was shy because you know starstruck and and everything like that. But he pl- he plucked up the courage to. Um, say, hey Wolfgang, uh, you know, why, where, where's the ending? Was there an ending? And he couldn't find him. And then he realised, oh shit, I am Mozart. <laughs> so, so what he had to do was to live the life of Mozart in order to create the works of Mozart. But the works of Mozart have always existed. And that's the same as the TBA. It's always existed and it's always been destroyed to be recreated again. And Holy fuck. Yes. And the, per- the person who actually uh, destroys it is Loki. Because unfortunately we did, we did have Ragnarok, but this is the Ragnarok thing. Where Ragnarok always happens because it gets recreated and then it always happens again. It's always a loop. It's mm. always Obi. Obi is supposed to be the one who remains. And Kang, the Conqueror, took over the TBA. Oh, shit. Oh. That is my theory. That has always been my theory because you do not cast a Oscar-winning actor just to be a side character. No. <laughs> oh, so Obi's the big bad. No, <laughs> technically not. No. Like a lot of people have been saying that, but no, I think he was originally no. supposed to be the creator of the TBA to keep it as a timeline, but mm. in this, the sacred timeline is not sacred. Okay, it is the timeline so- that is to create Kang. Yeah, so do you think right. that Miss Minutes, because 
she's trying to ensure that she gets created. So that's why she's making sure that uh, he who remains, Kang, gets the TVA guidebook so he can begin his journey towards making her exist. I assume Is so. That kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. at the moment... Yeah. The people who know the whole thing is Miss Minute because yes, because the um, the 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 person who remains Kang is now dead, so he needs a contingency plan, and he coaxes mm-hmm. Miss Minute to actually yeah, fall in love with him, so she'll do what she's told to continue the loop, continue the thing, and also mm-hmm. destroy the thing, so he can be created over and over again. And that's why every, that's, and that's why everyone in the TBA wow. loses their memory, including Obi, even though they've said, "Oh, he, he, he uh, people forgot that Obi exists because he he hasn't cha- he hasn't uh, lost his memory." Yes, he has, because <laughs> he is the creator of the TBA, and he's supposed to look after the TBA, and and then. The Avengers movie happens where they get rid of Kang. So therefore, the universe recreates itself in the original potential. And that is to have everyone in the universe, including X-Men Fantastic Four. (laughs) Essentially, it's a reboot of the MCU. Oh my gosh. I swear, if this is... (laughs) Oh, Kendall's like, her mind's blown. She's like, done. That's why I went I nuts on the chat. It's like, oh I know, God. I know everything. I have seen oh all. I have God. seen time. I am now a four-dimensional <laughs> being. Oh, Michael, if this is all true. You've just single-handedly saved the MCU. (laughs) No, no. I'm I'm trying not to vomit here. Loki saved the MCU. (laughs) That's my boy! (laughs) And if there's going to be a season three, I don't know. <laughs> so, oh my god! But you just made okay. You didn't make my day because something else really awesome happened to me already. But that was a close fucking second. Jesus Christ! Okay, I also have another theory that's cooking, and you're probably not going to like it. Uh, like he dies. Okay, sure. No, <laughs> I've seen that before. No, he joins the right hand of Kang. Let it cook, Michael. Let it cook. Let <laughs> it marinate. Yeah, it's marinating. Let it's it mar- it's not fully formed, but I can sort of see it happening because he really is pushing towards not to My kill God. Kang. <laughs> so he has a choice. Oh he has a choice. Oh my god. I need a couple of more episodes. <laughs> Kendall's dying over there. I want that so badly. I want it. I don't I don't care. That's fantastic. 
Oh, hey, Marvel, shit. Marvel, can you hire someone that's on this show right now? Like, seriously. Fuck. You are, you are the Mark Bernardin of this podcast, <laughs> Michael. Like, you are literally the guy that comes up with the ideas. Jesus H. <laughs> I am... I am... Done. That's a show. That's a wrap. Then again, I could, we're not gonna we're not gonna yeah, beat this. I want to save myself. <laughs> then again, I could be wrong. Oh, don't! I don't want you to be wrong because you just came up with a better MCU than what <laughs> they're probably gonna do. Oh my god! You need to make one of those. Like you know how there's always those videos on YouTube of like you know what if this was actually good or what if this actually did this instead. You have to fucking make this. <laughs> somehow okay or tell someone that runs a youtube thing that does this to do this because god damn <laughs> oh my god i want Loki. yeah i think I want bad Mike, boy michael Loki michael you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make a a youtube video of your theory of this put it out there and let everybody go nuts just like kendall did spread <laughs> oh it everywhere i'm so glad this is on camera <laughs> Thank you. Cut this. Cut this bit and make it a clip. Like, do it. Oh, my God. Spread it everywhere. That is, no, that's, that's, that is, yeah. I really hope they do that. That's, mm. that's fucking excellent. Yeah, so. Oh, my God. Okay, thank you. That's that's all right. I'm glad we built up to that and didn't just start with that because, God damn. What a way to end the show. Yeah, I had to sprinkle little bits and pieces of what my theory is, and it's like, yes, this is a Kang variant, but the original variant is just a kid just making candles. Just a mm. nobody. Until a book dropped on his doorstep. Well, in the window. Or windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's that's popcorn culture, guys. <laughs> 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 I got. I have literally nothing else. That's you just got my reaction to that. My theory could change fantastic. in the next episode. It could. It could. We could see mm. whatever happens. You know, um, whatever. You know, like that. Oh God, that makes so much sense because, like, it and it adds to the depth of the Loki and Sylvie storyline of like them at odds with this Kang issue. Like, you know, they're both on. They both want to do the right thing for once in their godforsaken lives and they're both on opposite ends of this because they both see different perspectives to this because they both have their own trauma and they both oh my god this show so by the end of this show so yeah so (sighs) probably by the end of this show loki becomes a bad guy again um with you know backstory like head cannon stuff but then yeah in the in the Avengers movies, two of them, it may it may be different. And yeah, the Avengers movies are going to be oh my god, it's going to be all the Spider Mens. It's going to be all everyone meeting up with each other, including Deadpool and with the everyone. And then the whole universe uh, uh, becomes what it was originally meant to be. But unfortunately, that will make everything redundant. (laughs) I mean, that's probably the one caveat. Yeah, Tony's sacrifice means nothing. (laughs) Um, Which just happened, BT dubs. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Just happened. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what that makes me think of, Michael, and you'll appreciate this, um, probably. Um, but no, it just makes me think of, like, you know, in 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 uh, Tolkien's writings about how, like, the way he kind of wrote his God, mm. like he's just he's just constantly trying to create not the per not the perfect world, but an ideal world or whatever he like what he wants. Like he's trying to make so the, the part of the whole mythology of his his you know creation theory is like it's just it goes again and again and again until he gets it right sort of thing so that that's made me think of that in a way of just going okay this is the mcu even beyond the mcu the the totality of the entire thing is just this ouroboros it's just going around and around and around and around and around and we're just going to keep going and and yeah, and now you're saying it's like, okay, maybe we'll actually get to the fucking end of this thing and it'll be reborn and just go. And that's, oh my God. Like you're redeeming the MCU right now no, I'm for not. me. <laughs> like, I'm not. You're putting the investment back in. I'm not. I'm rebooting it. <laughs> you're rebooting it, yeah. Tom Hiddleston oh. is no longer going to be playing Loki. So I killed him. <laughs> you bastard um, He's now going to be played <laughs> By Timothy Chalamet I don't know Oh wow <laughs> Someone new, nah. someone different Shooty Gatwa, there we someone go new. Let's go nuts Shooty Gatwa, yeah you Let's, get nuts? Go nuts. <laughs> Let's go nuts Let's go nuts Oh Jesus! All right, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, Fulia, do you have any comments on 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 Michael's um, insane and amazing theories? I'm, I'm I'm sorry that it it melted my brain. I I don't know how to decipher mm. it. <laughs> You're not thinking fourth dimensionally. Fourth dimensionally, yeah. Jesus. I'm sorry. I can only do three. I can't go further. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well. Um, I don't think we need to keep going. I think that's the perfect way to end the show. I don't have anything yeah, else. I, I, so. I don't have I don't have anything else I need to say unless there's anything you wanted to, guys wanted to touch on before we wrap up. No, I'm spent. No. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Fabulous. Can't wait for the episode. Fabulous this news. Friday. Yeah, now I'm even more excited. But I I I I'm gonna try really, really, really hard not to get my hopes up because you you you've just come up with a great theory. But you didn't work on this show, so no. <laughs> so it may not we'll actually see where come it ends past. up. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my fucking god! Anyway, we're gonna clip clip his theory, and then if it does happen, we're gonna reshare it. <laughs> yeah. Oh hell! Oh hell yeah! And we'll just share it anyway. Yeah. Just every to be time. Like, every time. Even if even even if they fuck it up, just to be like. Is How it? fucking good could this have been? <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to... Oh, man. Oh, also, um, there was a... Um, on uh, Victor Timely's blackboard was a picture of a black hole and it kind of looked like a bagel. <laughs> bagel. Bagel. <laughs> bagel. It's all about the bloody bagels. That's it. I'm buying bagels tomorrow. I need to do it. I've got lots of them in my freezer. Ah, 
That's nice. <laughs> Plenty of locks. That's very nice. Plenty of all the bagels. All the bagels. All right, that'll do it. That will do it. What a way mm-hmm. to go out uh, with this yes. episode. That was fantastic. Um, yeah, that's popcorn culture. That's our thoughts and theories yep. on on Loki. Tell your friends. Uh, season two. Tell your friends. Spread the word. And throw it in my um, face if I get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were pretty close. I, from memory, with first season, like you, you had some theories for that, and I think you were very close, if not right, yeah. about that from memory. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited, excited to see how it's going to pan yeah. out. But uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> I re- um, yeah, I that's... remember I was ho- hoping for Richard E. Cran to come back because I don't want him to die. Yeah. He was cool. <laughs> I know as, he was so as good. '90s Loki. <laughs> yeah, classic Loki. Classic. Loki. Um, such a good time. Um, yes, that's, yeah, Loki, season two, episode three, 1893. We are halfway there. Three more episodes to go. Three more weeks of this excellent show. Hopefully we get some more beyond it. I'm not holding my breath on that. Who knows? Um, but we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Mm. But until then, um, that's Popcorn Culture. That's the show. Yes. There is no mm. more, sh- there is no more show to be shown. Uh, Let's get out of here. And, and that, that was a podcast, was a was a podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and the podcast slash platform is what I meant to say. Uh, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> the latest Fred content. <laughs> if you like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Freddy Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Freddy Alien Productions. And if you're watching us right now, you make sure to hit that like button, subscribe to our channel, hit the bell icon as well so that you can be notified of future content and all this freaking nutso theories that we might have. <laughs> yes. And if you're watching us over on Twitch, make sure to give us a follow at, at twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch. Yes, please do. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantarmajan. And I'm the soothsayer that is a Marco Lissa. And, and, and you, you just, just experienced experience a, a podcast called Fred. Fred. Remember to eat beef. <laughs> Freddy lives, Loki dies, the Doctor is in, and a universal reboot? Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> Look after yourself and your mental health, everybody. Yes, please do. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Laters, gators. And... and... See...